Do not touch the old women. Hello, and welcome to the Southcast on Sunday, the 1st of August, 2021. I'm your host, Anne Train. Joining me today is Zachary Burgess. It's no longer half. And Robert Kemp. I mean, I may not have done that intro from Mexico, but it's still, it's still a little muggy. <laughs> okay. Two, two things that aren't necessarily correct. No. <laughs> It was just like random non-Texas. Something about Mexico. Mexico's hot, right? Yeah, I guess that was that was what I eventually figured out you were going for. I was like, what? Are you thinking of like, is Mexico like muggy or is it more no, of a dry I'm pretty heat? sure Mexico's like, a dry heat. Well, it's got quite yeah, a lot of coast but it's got, on both sides. Mm. Well, I, all, all I'm thinking of, because I haven't been there, all I'm thinking of is the fact that you know, Mexico City is built on a swamp, right? It? Yeah, it's basically yeah, just a lake right? that got filled in and turned into a city. Huh, so maybe it is pretty muggy. That's got to be a bit muggy, hasn't it? I don't know. But yeah, well, cities the kind of automatically dry. get muggy anyway, right? It's just kind of microclimates, just they kind of trap humidity a bit as well as heat. I suppose American <laughs> steamy sewers probably don't help. <laughs> That's like a district heating scheme, though, isn't it? That's because they. Like in New York, there's like steam heating system. <laughs> I don't think that happens in other cities, does mm. it? In other American cities. And also that's only steam because the outside air is cold. That's not steam because, because, because steam. what is in there is necessarily that hot. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's what? kind of weird that there's like a old-fashioned like district heating system still working. So it's more of a like sewer breath then? Yes. Yeah. It's just condensation. The breath of death. I've never actually seen that. Have you ever seen those like pillars that they have to keep the steam out of the middle of the street? You know, it's like a it's like a big traffic cone, but they're like a chimney. Oh, chimney yeah, yeah. traffic cone. Yeah. I've never seen them for realsies, but you know, but pictures. run them over plenty of times in Project Gotham. Oh, absolutely, <laughs> or whatever it is. Well, no, you probably can't run them over in Gotham. No, they'll be neg negative kudos. What came I thinking of where you can run them over? It would have to be a New York one, GTA, um, like four. Yeah, are they in there? I, well, I don't remember them in GTA Four. Probably. I mean, everything else is in that game. It's a lot of attention to detail. Details. Details. But it's it's, it's it's mild. It's I wouldn't say it's comfortable yet. Let me put let's put it that way. Right, like right. Still, still slightly in my discomfort zone. Just not nearly as bad. I mean, I'm still wearing shorts, and I'm still getting bitten by bugs, and I'm still uh, right. I'm still thinking things are crawling on me the whole time. <laughs> There's not quite as much constant. Do you get that? Like it's like a kind of form of FOMO, except I don't know. Do you know when it's really sunny and you have to sit inside at work? <laughs> you know, you feel like you're you're not making the most of the sunny days. It depends where I'm sat there. inside, right? Because <laughs> if I'm sat inside in a lovely 
cool space and it's boiling outside i'm like no no i'm quite happy with the choices i've You're, made I'm where, I'm where i want to be yeah <laughs> inside in the cool playing video games exactly thing is like long hot like beautiful summer days they're long <laughs> like you go mm. out and you're like i'm gonna make the most of a sunny day i'm gonna spend some time outside and then like hours later you're like well this is how it is <laughs> and it's, it's still sunny and this day is continuing <laughs> yeah but that's, yeah. Why, you don't, and that's why you don't go for the hottest bit you go for the end and the start because then you can skip the hottest bit and still have a full day outside <laughs> that's true that's true you only yeah. need to capitalize on the evenings really yeah, the evenings, the no, early good. mornings, if you're that way inclined. Which, good yeah. God, I am not at the moment. I'm <laughs> so tired all the time. But yeah, I don't, I don't know what's exhausted. going on. I mean, no, normally I yeah. would blame it on my summer malaise, but it's it's definitely worse right now. I mean, it, it doesn't yeah, help that I'm, I'm I got second jabbed on Friday, and <laughs> I have had I think I've had some mild side effects since because right. I, I was feeling pretty ropey yesterday. I got mine on Wednesday. It wasn't too bad, but I have been tired. I think that's the main side effect. Yeah, yeah. It's a, I haven't it's done a, much this weekend. I have to admit. But I was, I was basically went back and had a had a nap for like three hours yesterday. Yeah. And still overslept this morning to a point where it's like this is annoyingly late in the morning. <laughs> mm. Did you have stuff to do? I mean, not especially, but. But, but I don't like wasting my day, especially not my weekend days. Mm, they're the days when you, you can do what you want. I can do fun stuff. Sleeping is nice, but it's not. Like I wouldn't call it like engaging fun. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it does engage, fully engages your whole body. <laughs> I guess, yeah. In one activity. <laughs> or is it like, or is it more of a fully, full disengage? Degage, yeah. Disengage. A degage. <laughs> Dengage. <laughs> Dengaged. Unengaged. Unengaged. I'm unengaged right now. Yeah. Yeah, so there's that. Also, but but I, my arm ache isn't as bad as it was the first time. Like it was, it was bad yesterday, but like today, it's it's loosened up way quicker than it did last time. So. Yeah, I had the same pretty much. I mean, because I heard that some people get it like the much worse side effects on the second dose. I think it's fairly random. Oh like, yeah, yeah, and and it seems like the patterns are different depending on which one you got. Like I've heard, yeah, I've heard some horror stories about the Moderna one, where it's just really? like a couple of people I know have had really bad um, hits from it. Um, but then equally someone I know who's on the same as me has had it, had it real bad the first time. Um, yeah. Whereas I've got off pretty light. Yeah. It's good to finally have it sorted out though. True. What's it take? Like now we can go to nightclubs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Back to the nightclubs. Oh yeah. My, my, yeah. my, my favorite, favorite, uh-huh. I I miss those sticky floors. When were you last at a nightclub for like that for like dancing? God, I, I mean, I don't. And we went. It's probably my um, what do you call it? I was about to call it a bachelor party, stag night. 
Um, oh. And we went, we went strictly at a nightclub. It was like Robert Ransom's in Ipswich, which is basically just a pub that they decided to put a dance floor in the middle of. Right, right. I mean, it's, it's Yates now, I guess, in Ipswich for anyone. It used to be Yates years ago, and then they turned it into Robert Ransom's, which was on Weatherspoons opposite of Weatherspoons. And then <laughs> I guess someone thought that was a bad idea. <laughs> but yeah, the stickiest floor known to man. Um, we weren't in there very long before I, you know, it was a stag night before I hit my limit and kind of vomited into my own drink, and uh, which was lovely. Oh, mm. I thought I thought I need to, I, this. This has to go somewhere. What better place than right. this receptacle in front of me? <laughs> yeah, well, this will have to do. Get it away from me now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, you there's limited options when you're feeling that way. Yeah, yeah, that was probably the last time. Was that a good six years ago now? Six or seven years. Mm. I've been in places, but mainly for gigs. Yeah, that's a little different. Like, yeah, even if they are nightclubs, like I was in um, just before the pandemic, I was in uh, where we used to go uh, go out uh, um, in London when uh, we were students, which was. Uh, Electric ballroom in Camden. Oh, right. Was there for a gig. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, and similarly, me and, me and Stephen went to uh, see the, the Beths or the Beths, depending on <laughs> your accent, um, in Heaven, which I didn't, I hadn't realized it's like a very famous gay nightclub, apparently. Oh, yeah. In Charing Cross. Yeah. yeah I've, uh, even uh, anyway, that was actually recommend that as a good venue for a gig. <laughs> it was pretty cool. Um, Electric ballroom. Is that yeah. where we saw Brass Roots? Because that sort of where they uh, did where they did basically horn based to dubstep for a while. <laughs> I don't think I went to that. No, you were Brass there. Roots. Yeah, really. Yeah, you were yeah. definitely there because you dragged me there. <laughs> no, I mean not dragged. Oh, but, did you I? Know, yeah, I forget what it was for. Oh wow. Um, <laughs> I've completely forgotten that. Yeah. Oh well, probably. I mean, I, I did used to go there a lot. Um, you know, with the. Uh, like John and Ho and stuff. Like we used to go to their Was Sin it? City or whatever. Oh, I'm trying to remember. We had had a had a sort of room to our almost to ourselves upstairs. It was like a booked out thing. Yeah. There is um, like an upstairs part, yeah. There's like a chill room or whatever. And there's like a yeah, yeah, maybe that was it. I can't remember if that was before or after the vomit in a glass incident, but yeah, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> it's been a while. I think I'll be Yeah. I can't see myself being back in an electric ballroom anytime soon, unless there's a really good gig there. I do I, not I, have actually, the alcohol see, um, consumption ability that I used to. So, <laughs> well, that's the thing about those places is um, also it's a fifty. Like it's it a bit of a risk be. anyway with me. It's a fifty-fifty whether you'll get happy fun, Rob, or I'm deathly tired, Rob. Like, or, that, like oh, it's really hit me, Rob. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like I, there is there is no middle ground with me and alcohol consumption. Yeah, I think. Yeah, drinking alcohol and running around dancing and stuff, not so much. More sitting in a chair. Oh, yeah. <laughs> drinking alcohol, chatting shit. <laughs> oh, absolutely. The that's that's far, far more my scene. Yeah. And, and or like, or like, like even, the even, at home. Even if it was a re- if, if they had like gigs where like basically they had like really comfortable chairs and I can just sort of just, so, just sort of sit there. It's almost like a wingback chair kind of thing with my legs crossed, a, a, a nice drink in hand, so I can just sort of nod my head. That's 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 probably like my sign. Those... Fall asleep <laughs> and then fall asleep. Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. It's the perfect gig. 
like one of those comedy clubs in movies that I've never actually been to. You know, <laughs> right? Has in the audience has a little table and a little, a little yeah. But those, that's not what I mean by a comfortable chair. That's like a standard ass chair, right? All that's... right. You want? I mean, you could go to gigs where it's just in a in a big theatre type. Thing. I mean, and, like and I have been to Apollo those. Or whatever. And those, those, those. Yeah. I mean, it depends on the act, right? And those, those, you're those probably be... miles away from the stage. Yeah. When you see that, if you're there for a more sophisticated form of entertainment, <laughs> civilized, yeah, entertainment. like like I've done that to see like the Fleet Foxes or something, sure, you know, not, not something where you're not jumping up and down, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Paloma Faith, another another example, decent decent gig to yeah, go to a yeah. theatre and see, yeah, that could be good, yeah. Maybe that I suppose that's the cut. <laughs> so we've graduated to the kind of gigs where you want to want to sit in a comfy chair and. Oh yeah, yeah. I just I want to I almost want to be the jazz club guy now. Nice. Like, yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> just so that's all that's all I want to do. Just sort of look at it and nod a bit and then go nice. But he sat on a stool, didn't he? <laughs> yeah, he did. He sat he sat on yeah. a stool and he had a massive cigar. Which I, that, I mean, those details I'm not going to fulfil, but. So these days it would probably be like yeah a uh, a really a weird spinny wobbly bar stool and a massive vape rig, <laughs> right? That's I don't think so. I don't think, <laughs> I don't think vape is drag is jazz really. It's jazz. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think those two things are compatible. But they wouldn't be allowed to. That's the problem. No. Right? They can't smoke indoors at a venue. It's yeah. What choice would they have? Yeah, what's a what's a jazz club like? I bet you can't. I mean, in most a lot of places where you can't uh, smoke, you also can't vape. Um, I mean, yeah, that's kind of yeah. kind of growing now, isn't it? Um, yeah. Okay, would it be? For some reason, the phrase "massive hoagie" just came into my mind. Like he's not there with a cigar; he's just got a huge <laughs> sack. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Were you thinking stogie, and then it turned yeah, into hoagie? That's exactly what happened. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> I mean, love love a jazz sandwich. I mean, submarine roll. Man, can you imagine a jazz sandwich? It's gonna it's gonna be all fine until you have that one unexpected ingredient halfway down. <laughs> well, that sounds like something that you'd expect some Subway style sandwich shop to have done at some point. It's a foot long, but it's like it's different every three inches. <laughs> <laughs> but considering how much. People's orders routinely get fucked up. I'm sure that would just be even more of a pain. Just... Actually, maybe it'd be easier because you can't it's fuck improvisation. it up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Sandwich improv. <laughs> I like that. I like that as an idea. <laughs> you just have the speech from fucking La La Land with with Ryan Gosling going on about how exciting it is that you don't know what you're going to get, but it's in a subway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that does sound like that could be a good series of adverts, actually. You know, just uh, it's a. Uh, I mean, I'm sure that's been done a million times before. Like, was it the probably Audrey Hepburn Galic uh, chocolate ad or whatever it was? Was it Galaxy or was it Dairy Milk or something? The Moon River ad, anyway. Where it's like we're contorting this into product placement. Luckily, managed to avoid that. Is that one of those ads where they take old footage and? Yeah, it was um, CG to right. the nines where she was. Yeah, redone, but um, eating some dairy milk or something in the back of a car. It was a while ago now. It's quite impressive at the time. 
the best one of those was like, well, the first one I saw really long time ago was the Steve McQueen bullet footage that they used to make that advert for like the Ford Puma little, little, you know, hatchback. <laughs> Do you remember that? No. That was like super early days for like CG, I guess, or like, or just inserting old footage into I don't know. Just doing that. Like if it was back then, it wasn't the Puma like a weird, like I wouldn't call it an SUV or a hatchback looking thing. It was kind of just a a crappy sports car, wasn't it? Like that sort of like, we're trying to make a cheap sports car kind of thing. Yeah. I mean, it was, I mean, it was basically a Ford Fiesta, but it was like, but flat with a cool, they made a wide and flat Fiesta is what you're telling me. Yeah. I don't know. I thought it was it was kind of kind of cool at the time for something. Yeah, I vaguely remember. Uh, not too. Maybe I'm getting confused with the Cougar. Yeah, I think potentially. Before they then made the Cougar, the badly spelt and an SUV. Cool car. I'm I'm still I'm still angry about them for calling that SUV a Mustang. It's like it's not a Mustang. But yeah, they basically made a. Oh, that thing. Yeah, yeah it's just because they needed to use the brand cachet. And no, they Ford didn't. It wasn't cool enough, I guess. <laughs> they could just um, make a Mustang. How about that? <laughs> well, they do still make Mustangs, right? Yeah. That's like the only car that they make in America, I think, is the Mustang, because well, they stopped making cars. And the trucks. Yeah, but they only make, they don't only make trucks and SUVs. What, they stopped making cars. the Focus? Yeah, they don't make that. I suppose they don't have a sedan America. version of the Focus anymore, do they? There's no sedans at all pop in uh, anymore in America because Americans love a sedan, don't they? Like the sedan Focus was the one that sold, but yeah, but they don't make that anymore at all because yeah. they, they just buy these uh, SUVs now instead and trucks and trucks. Um, yeah, pickups. The Bronco looks cool though. The new one, not seen. Hmm. Just blinded by my Mustang anger. How dare you? Yeah. How dare you? Apparently that car's okay, though. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure it's fine. But don't call it a Mustang. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of cars, I guess, they're putting the... Or they put the Aston Martin in Rocket League 007. Oh, yeah. The DB5, right? I literally haven't seen it. Because no one, no one's got it apparently, <laughs> so oh, that okay. shows how much people care about old ass Aston Martins. <laughs> that's, un- that's unusual, isn't it? Normally, there's a when there's a um, what do you call it, a marquee car, yeah, like that added. Like everyone suddenly has it and uses it for a while, yeah. like, like the Batmobile and the Back to the Future car. And... Like, well, let's say with the F1. I didn't see any of the F1 stuff. Yeah, the F1, the F1 one wasn't that popular for obvious reasons. <laughs> I guess, F- yeah. Because you're trying to sell it into an essentially an American market that already doesn't care about F1. Although I didn't see the NASCAR that much either. No. Yeah. I'm I'm surprised about the Bond thing, though, because I thought Bond would have a bit more... I mean, it's a Bond car. It's the Bond car. I don't think people want branded cars. They wanted the comedy branded cars that they were at the start, like the DeLorean and that that kind of thing. I mean, the Batmobile to some extent. It was like, those those were good, but now we're just like, here's an actual car. (laughs) And it's like, no one cares any longer. I guess I've seen more people with the... I have seen people with that McLaren. Right. Um, that's, That's definitely got used. 
Um, but yeah, I don't think I've ever seen the F1 car actually thinking about it. <laughs> Not even once. How do we feel about sprint qualifying in the F1? Segway. I saw a bit of it. It's kind of, I don't know, kind of interesting. It's like, it's weird, isn't it? Like, I've heard a lot, several mixed opinions from um, people I know who are a bit like me and into, into F1 a little bit. And then there's, they're just like, well, it, it kind of dilutes the sport a little bit because it's like, what the qualify, the qualifying is supposed to be the, you know, the test of skill that leads to the race. And it's like, so why have another race in the middle mm. of that? It's, because it is basically a mini race. Like it's not really qualifying at all. It's a mini race. So why did they introduce it? Like in order for to... people with is short it... attention spans. I mean, oh, I see. So it's I mean, not... that is literally the, that is the only real reason they could have chosen to do this, right? They wanted a, the Saturday of racing to be made a bit bit more interesting for people who don't really because qualifying is weird, right? It, like honestly, like if you're yeah. if you're watching it from the outside in, it's kind of an odd experience. Um, yeah. Uh, so it's for the audience. This is oh yeah, it's 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 um, um, the post Eccleston era F one trying to encourage a new audience because uh, the people okay, watching F one are the people who have always watched F one. It's like there isn't there isn't a huge amount of influx of. So they, are they thinking like people who like video games will like five minute races or? Yeah, I'm guessing. Yeah. Well, they should have just converted at least the last S session of qualifying into like you know make it not the way it used to be and make, make instead make it like get make it so there's only one person on the track so you can have the entire focus on one person and just see them go as hard as they can and like maybe i don't know give them a free set of ties or something for this one special hardcore laugh or make something really really give it one make but they've it, only got one chance yeah make it yeah. like super specific but then that's sort of they've only in the way pr- pr- all the teams have leant lent into quali uh, recently, that's kind of, they only ever really play that one chance. Anyway. Yeah, but that's the trouble is because like then what you actually in normal qualifying, what you'd actually get is just a huge period of no one actually doing anything, and then like everyone trying to do everything at the last possible second, which yeah. doesn't actually work. I think it would be, yeah, I think you're right. Maybe they need to do it sort of like Olympic event style, where it's like everyone does it one at a time, standing start, right? Yeah, standing start, one lap, um, go. Um, not no rolling lap nonsense, no. like, and and then and then have it so it's like updated as they go, and uh, I, that's probably more. I think that, that solves the problem, right, of making quality more interesting. Yes, and without diluting diluting it for the real hardcore fans. <laughs> so I mean, what all all the. So all the features from the actual race to make it more exciting by making it easier to, well, not easier, but more likely that overtakes and the exciting stuff happen. Sure. The DRS and the right. energy recovery yeah, system. All, all those things are present, right? But yep. like, did, is there actually enough time for people to actually overtake in these? Oh, sure. The, yeah. The well, I mean, because they all start next to each other, unlike in a race where they all immediately get spread out. So that kind of helps. Yeah. It's like as if you were coming off a yellow or whatever, where they're all bunched up again. Absolutely. Yeah. It's a, it's a short, it, it, because it's a short form race, there's no tire strategy particularly, other than you pick the tire for the race. You really don't have to worry about pit stops getting in the way of anything. It is a pure driver's race. Um, right. Um, well, you know, to the and point so they where start, I say yeah, a driver's sorry, race, the cars still come into play and all that nonsense. But um, so, how does how does it start? It's a rolling start. No, 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 standing start, just like the real, right. just like the real race. Um, and so, then, but but places but do change hands positions? because because they're all so close. 
at the start, right? So you do your quali to determine determine the positions right. for this bit, and then right. they have a mini race, and then the end positions of the mini race determining the positions of a. It's basically like they introduced right. like a red flag in the middle of the main race, right? Yeah, basically. It's like you have it, like, like you know, like there's you start, going to be a red. Start the actual race twice. <laughs> yeah, you know, there's going to be a red flag like a third of the way through the main race. So we have to do a full restart. It's slightly so odd. It's I mean, what's going to happen? What's going to happen when they eventually have a like a? Well, it, maybe it won't happen nowadays. But what happens if they have like a Belgium and everybody crashes immediately? But I mean, in yeah. the qualifying version of the race. Does, I mean, <laughs> presumably, like if they have a day to then rebuild the cars or bring in the spare cars. Yeah, but then, whatever, like, but what like, about starting positions? Then, Did, like, the people who survive just automatically go to pole. Yeah, <laughs> I, I mean, I guess that's how it would have to work, right? I mean, it's hung- it's Hungary this, was- this weekend, and I haven't watched the sprint for Hungary, so like, I don't know what happened there. But like, I'm just waiting for that to happen. I'm waiting for something really dramatically dramatic to go wrong, and just 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 to see how it plays out. It just seems like there's a it's giving people a more of a chance to screw up because I because I, I mean people I think, screw up enough regularly in qualifying. I think someone did go out of the sprint at Silverstone actually thinking about it, and you had to yeah, do a pit, pit lane, lane start, start, which is horrendous. If <laughs> Well, I mean, people start from the pit for all kinds of reasons. Oh, yeah, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> not like normally car, that one. I car guess. repairs and certain certain penalties <laughs> can result in that, right? But it's not so. It's not designed to like because you still have the qualifying first anyway. Like, so it's not designed so that because I was wondering if it was like okay, well, even with the DRS and the curves and all of that things to try and make overtaking better. The races are still end up being won by whoever got pole because they were faster at qualifying. Whoever had sorry, your, your internet's dying a bit, Dan. Because have, it's a different set of skills, right? You might have to say all of that again, Dan. Sorry, your internet went fuzzy. Oh, sorry. It's back. It's good. Um, I'm sorry. Uh, well, uh, is it? It's nothing to do with um. You know, I was just wondering if it's like some people are really good at qualifying, for example, and then and then it makes the racing is boring. So let's change qualifying. But no, because you still have to do that, right, to get to the pole for the mini race. Yeah. Right? So is it still true that if you're amazing at if uh, qualifying and you're better on your own on the track, then you've got a massive advantage for the mini race and then the full race? Yeah, I guess it depends how good you are at actual race starts primarily, right? And you still got to hold your position in the right. mini race. Um, you, yeah, you, so that's... You're still at an advantage. That... There's one less qualifying session as well to achieve those positions. So it's, they, they've basically cut Q3, I think, from the, from the system um, to make room for this. Right, I see. But, but that, that but does mean can... that like a race start determines you know, is important for the second race start. So like that's a, like a race skill that wasn't previously in qualifying that helps determine your starting position for the race. Uh, yeah, and I suppose the the the, the sprint quality yeah. means you also don't have to worry about uh, tire degradation or anything like that. You pick the best tire and you go as hard as you can for the entire thing because you don't have to worry about the long haul. Right. Yeah. So the driving style is subtly different. It's you know. You think the drive- some people are just going to watch the the Saturday? And oh, I bet. I bet people will just watch yeah. that and then be like, "Oh, I wonder how it en- turned turned out." <laughs> yeah. Because in fact, it's like uh, to watch the full thing of like most sports. To be honest, is a commitment, right? So it's it's been a long time since I've actually watched a Grand Prix in full. Now, like I'll mm. I'll watch the highlight reel. Um, where they just cut out the bits where the cars are going around and nothing's happening. 
And that's still an hour long to get a good feel for the race, right? Mm. Like just the highlight reel rather than the up to two hours that it can be. Yeah. No. I don't know. It's weird, but, but, you know, I can I can see why they're... I can see what they're trying to do. Let's put it that way. But as Zach says, I think there's a better way. For the integrity of the sport. <laughs> Speaking about sports, Olympics, yeah. Love me some Olympics. Yeah. What have you been watching? <laughs> what haven't I been watching? I've been watching, the, watching as much as I... As much as the BBC will allow... Right. I mean, because that's, that's my biggest gripe with this whole thing. I think the BBC coverage kind of sucks. Really? Like, well, I know, no, right, right, right. Let's get all the cards on the table first, right? The BBC, this is like Olympic review time. Um, the BBC, this is the first year, I think, since maybe ever, 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 that the, the BBC haven't got full coverage rights. Mm. Um, Discovery and Eurosport have those. Um, right. in the UK. Um, so the BBC are technically only allowed to have two streaming services at any one time. That's not my problem. I think they probably could have got away with just having two at the same time and they can host, they can put other events up on iPlayer after the fact. After the fact. So you can go back and catch up on most events if you want to uh, and watch them mm. in full. Um my my biggest problem is that what they then choose to put on the main feeds, uh, not in terms of the sport, but in terms of how they're editing things together, is garbage. Like there is almost as much studio time as there is actual sport, and they will cut into bits of like things going on just to cut back to the studio and have a chat about stuff going on. Where we're like, I'm well aware there's more races going on right this. now. Like, show me yeah. those. Why are you cutting back to Claire Balding having a chat in your virtual studio that, by the way, suffers from the odd screen space reflection issue, I noticed. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> Hooray for virtual sets. Um, That's quite funny. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there's certain reflections that just sort of disappear if you're, if you're watching carefully. Um, yeah, it's just, it's just infuriating. It's like, uh, like, okay. I wonder if there's some extra clause in the contracts, like about what BBC is allowed to show, that meant that, like, they had, like, when when they could be switching to another, like, what one of a billion streams that must be being made for this thing. Maybe they have to like leave some time between switching to another sport or something, so they can't just be like, right, there's a gap in this sport, so we're going to swap to this other thing to show you what's going on over here. So instead of that, we're going to cut back to the studio and talk nonsense about. <laughs> And basically just recap everything we just saw. And it's like, yeah, I know. I just I literally right. just watched it. And the commentator said what you're saying. I don't need you to say it again. Ugh. Is there any way to see what the um you know the Eurosport coverage is like? Do you think they I mean, swap I guess between phone that, things at will? I don't know. But I, I guess you have to have that that subscription on Sky, I guess. I don't know how else you get Discovery in Eurosport. I suppose you need a hmm. need the sports package on Sky or Slightly it's a very specific. I mean, it's way Discovery. To like, actually, get to watch Discovery is even weirder. Do I need like the nature subscription on Sky to get the Discovery channels that are showing the sport, or does or does Discovery have a sport network? Like, uh, or do or, they just, or, or does Eurosport just have it all and it's just called Discovery and Eurosport because parent company or something? Um, anyway, it's kind of maddening. It's it's it's. I wouldn't say it's unusual. It's, that sort of trend has been happening for 
years. Like it's been getting that way slower and slower. But I guess because it's the Olympics and there, there is a lot going on, it's just become it's super obvious now that it's like this format has just got way out of hand. Mm-hmm. It, it, the, like infuriating stuff. So even on the highlight shows, like half the show is studio chat. Half of the show, the highlights. Yeah, yeah. Like today, the the, the highlight show probably doesn't have to be an hour and a half. Like, let when when, or it probably could be if you showed more of the more of the sport. Like, there's no need for them to have so much talking. It's it's maddening. What even is? I mean, I know it's a lot of sports and a lot of things, but what really is there to say? Can't they just? I mean, some sports could probably do the stuff. Yeah, some sports could probably do with a bit of an intro to how they function, right? Because it's not right. Yeah, yeah. And uh, you know, like outside of looking in, I guess the points, how the points work in taekwondo and judo, for instance, and the names they give to things, um, are probably yeah. a little confusing at first. So yeah, give give it have a primer. Yeah, but they always did those as like you know separate little. Or like, like always, like a video game tutorial video. Yeah. It's just like here's the bit that we play at the start of this highlight. That's like five minutes of just explaining the thing, and then here's all the actual stuff happening. And that, that's fine. Just that <laughs> yeah. is fine. I then don't need to go into the the whole after the fact where it's like, well, it's been a difficult year with all the extra delays and stuff. And it's done, she's done really well to come away with what she did. And it's uh, and it's the same. It's the same patter every time. Yeah, every time. Yeah, every time. And, you know, that is the same pattern from, like, four years ago and four years before that, probably. Probably, but <laughs> they just, just extended it to add a little bit of extra COVID talk about it. And it's like everything she's been right, through. Yeah. And she and now she's a mum of three, which is really hard. Like, okay, okay, that's, that's, that is that's kind of impressive. But at the same time, it's like, you've been saying that for weeks ahead of the Olympics. It's like, don't say it again. Oh, it's just... Ugh. Is there, and there's no way to get just straight highlights. Like, there's no like red button thing or. Well, no, because the red button, button tends to just... be like the the red button is actually often where you want to be watching, because that tends right. to be an uninterrupted feed of something. So, like, yeah. say the hockey, like Great Britain are in a hockey match or something. The red button will tend to have that, or um, if there's an important tennis game on or something, the red button will will be showing that. Mostly uninterrupted. It was hilarious the other day because I was, I was actually watching a tennis match on Red Button and it just sort of cut. It went, this channel is now closed <laughs> halfway through the damn tennis right. like, abruptly. And I'm like, <laughs> it's just like with a nice title card and everything on screen, like animated and saying like, this channel is closed. And I'm like, why? <laughs> I was in the I'm middle watching of watching that. that. <laughs> oh, man. Get it together. You're the BBC. You should be the best. I mean, they were amazing. Like in 2012's you know, coverage was amazing. 2012, yeah, yeah, it was so good. But I guess the probably the right place to be watching the Olympics is, uh, you know, with a TV watching NHK's coverage. I guess when you're in probably, <laughs> Japan. yeah, yeah. I still reckon there should be a Olympic sumo though. You know, this Why would not? Be, this would have been the year, right? Surely, <laughs> yeah. What do they, what if they swapped out when they add in like BMX? I know that's always the question I'm not, like, I'm trying to think what should be I mean I know they've been reducing the number of swimming events I think to stop another Phelps situation so or right. they've been I, I, maybe reducing is not the right word I think they've been scheduling it so it's awkward for a single athlete to 
try and win so many events. And I think they've done that to the cycling as well. So they've reduced the amount of velodrome action. Um, Which we're good at, right? Yeah. Um, So I don't know if that means that that they take away from those to add, to be able to add whole other events. Um, Mm. But no, I think usually it works like they have to take a sport out, but I don't know what's missing. I don't know if they still do. Have like they still got the dressage. The, yeah, dressage is <laughs> horse dancing is still there, which I thoroughly don't understand. Um, right. Much to Gnome's annoyance, she, she got quite. She gets annoyed with me when I have an opinion that doesn't match hers, and like this was one of those times. <laughs> that must happen quite a bit. Yeah, yeah. She gets quite upset when I I, I voice the opinion that I think movies should, shouldn't always fall back to an orchestral score. <laughs> As much as they do, or video games for that right. matter, it's like mix it up a bit. There's a whole variety. There's a whole world of music. You don't need to do orchestral all the time, and that winds her up. It's true. Um, it's true. Uh, I'm not saying orchestral's bad. That is that is not what no. I'm trying to say. It has its place. It suits, and it suits it's, plenty of movies. It's a it's a but proven not, strategy. Not but that's that's kind yeah. of my point. It's like it's it it, it can feel safe. <laughs> yeah, and electronic scores can be really cool. Uh, yeah, so that, that turned into more of a rant. But hey, I, love, I like the Olympics. The Olympics is fun. Um, I was watching Pommel Horse this morning and sort of noticing where these incredibly strong and talented people make tiny little mistakes and you're like, ooh, shouldn't have done that. <laughs> oh. <laughs> For the comfort of your chair. Yep. <laughs> the useless human human being that I am. <laughs> Should have done that. Waste of flesh sitting here. <laughs> We're all wastes of flesh compared to those people. I, like, I mean, I like the, yeah. like the sort of like, is it the danger kayaking? Like, what, what do they call that? Like the proper word for like when it's the white water stuff, or is it white water kayaking, or like not just straight boat racing? I don't know. Right. Whatever that stuff. I always, always like watching those because it's got that format that Zach was just talking about, right? It's like everyone takes their turn and then it's like, oh, is he going to beat the time? Oh, is, that... <laughs> is that your the preferred format? Yeah. Yeah. I like, yeah. As long yeah. as it doesn't cut out. <laughs> yeah, as long as it doesn't cut out halfway through. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. I mean, like, they, did, they did at least show some of the shooting because we had a Brit in it who came third. Like some of the trap shooting. They didn't show any of the laser shooting because, okay, that is legitimately quite boring. It's just like people standing there with their arm out. <laughs> and, then a dot, right, yeah. and then a dot appears on a screen. It's like, it's, it's they are some, somehow, somehow that has been reduced to something way more, more dull. Not so much archery coverage. I like watching the archery and. 2012, that was good. Hmm. When did Bowles leave the Olympic rotation? I want to say that's quite a while. Yeah, our music teacher in middle school was was an Olympic Bowlesist. (laughs) Bowles. I think Mr. Regnall, was that his name? (laughs) Really? I vaguely remember that, but I'm not sure. I'm not 100% convinced it was Olympic, and in that case, the answer to the question is like the 80s. Mid nineties, come on. <laughs> he was well out of it by the time. He oh, was I, oh, I, yeah, oh, true. <laughs> I see what you mean. Yeah, yeah. It wouldn't have been happening while we were there necessarily. Poles. 
Got to play that dung beetle card. Really makes it up. <laughs> sports. Sports. They are happening. Footy, footy, sports, sports. And I don't understand what the rules are for who can play in, foot, in the football. Because it seems like, what is it, the actual women's team is playing in the ladies' league, but, <laughs> but the male players can't play in the male football tournament? I don't understand. There's some, some rules the, there. Are the women professional footballers uh, in... Yeah, I think they were saying that some of our teams was like, oh, yeah, yeah she's played for West Ham and she's played for so-and-so. Yeah, and it's like, it's like, what? yeah professional, yeah. Yeah, and it's like, oh, hang on. <laughs> why can't... Why don't we? Why don't the? Why isn't the dude football like that? Is that some kind of like FIFA legislation? I mean, or or do? Or do I don't understand any of the rules around who can who can participate. I thought Russia was banned, but they're all there. Well, <laughs> the the Russian wrong. Olympic Committee are there. <laughs> right. Yes, they're not allowed to be actual Russia. They have to be fake Russia. Yeah, but, I mean, I guess it means they're not allowed to be like government funded in any way or something like that. Like, oh, is that it? Yeah. Okay. They have they have to be separate from the government in order to be allowed be allowed in. Whether any of that is true or provable or is yeah. is a completely separate thing, but that's the idea. Mm. And there was still something in the swimming about some they they they, they accused the Russian of doping, so you know. <laughs> uh, a, a Russian Olympic Committee member. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Yeah, you think it'd be easier to have a doping program if you were just a, a non-state entity? <laughs> well, it'd be easier to get your drugs, you mean? Yeah, <laughs> I don't know, maybe not. Well, unless the, unless it was the state giving you the drugs, I don't know. I think that's possibly yeah, the well, easiest route, right? Yeah, yeah, I suppose they made it marginally harder, but not much. <laughs> Bizarre. Come, come get your drugs. Ah, so it's kind of like a video game. You watch any other TV? Still working on Loki. It's good. I start. I've watched. I watched that. It's decent. Quite enjoyed it. Uh, enjoyed it more than Black Widow, I think. Oh, I haven't seen uh, that yet, but um, um, I mean, that's a whole thing, isn't it? The whole Black Widow. Yeah, thing, that's a yeah, that's a thing. Uh, but yeah, Loki. Uh, it kind of. Uh, by like the third episode, I don't know how far you got, but it did turn into kind of Fourth, very high budget, I think. like a very high budget Doctor Who, basically. Yeah, yeah, I'll give, yeah. I'll give you that. <laughs> Especially in that episode, I think that actress, like she's she's perfectly fine, but she's a TV actress and she has to basically a Doctor Who actress, and she mm. has to stand up to Tom Hiddleston and Owen Wilson. Yeah, which is like hard. <laughs> but I, but I love how British they kept her. Like I don't, and I, I, I don't get that Loki. There's so many different whatever, like alternate realities, but they all have to be. Why are are us guardians like British? Like the Thor is kind of yeah. that guy's Australian, isn't he? Well, but he's trying to put on that sort of like fake I poshness, suppose. I guess. That is, you think they'd have like Scandinavian accents or something? Like, <laughs> yeah. Why? Just because Tom Hilston's like a posh English guy, therefore, uh, she doesn't even sound particularly posh i guess i'm trying to remember well, if, if, if like odin sounded british i'm not, I'm not sure well, he's he did, anthony really. hopkins isn't he so yeah but i'm know, not sure is. but i'm not sure his yeah. accent was entirely oh, yeah maybe he like lent it a little away from what you'd expect i don't yeah. know I'm, I'm struggling to remember that but but yes as guardians of british generally 
<laughs> yeah, I don't see why they that has to be the case, but there you go. I suppose it's fine. I've got to. Uh, think, but yeah. I mean, they, it's a way of like indicating where people come from. You need your you need your tags, I guess. Oh, I suppose. You need but your, yeah, you need like your the... TF2 silhouettes. Indeed, yeah. I mean, that's the whole point, isn't it? There's some kind of archetype of of lokiness, right? I suppose. Yeah, even if there's different ways of interpreting it. I mean, it's a very comic book thing. I mean, because this just feeds into the whole next phase of, which I think actually makes sense. It's like, what do you do when you've used up all the big heroes from your canon and and their idea is just go go multiverse crazy, right? Which is what the yeah. comics did in like the eighties. Absolutely. Uh, just do, Hopefully do they the won't same thing. just have to constantly kill everyone over and over. Because <laughs> that is a comic book problem. Well, they've sort of found. Well, out they have. That. I mean, they, they already. I mean, yeah, they did I mean, it once. But I mean, that's what I was they saying. They killed Loki already. Doing it over and over. <laughs> I mean, they, they, they find yeah. a way out of that again in the series. <laughs> so it's... Yeah, I mean, uh, but yeah, I mean, I think. Tom Henderson's really good in it, and Owen Wilson. That's that's cool, and yeah. I like that aesthetic of the uh, I think TVA. That, although it is a little bit seventies aperture. Oh, I know. I'm I'm getting serious. Con- <laughs> I'm, no, I'm getting control vibes. Right, it's the same. Oh, control. Okay. It's exactly the it's, same. Right. What were those sections of? Because you because that that was a cool thing in Portal Two was you saw the the evolution of the like weird branding sure, from yeah. sort of fifties through. 70 and the like the way that the because yes you went through different parts of the old aperture science you mm. got like through different eras that was kind of cool um but i kind of like the 70s brown yeah. thing where there's some technology but not good technology <laughs> yeah let's have some real to real going on here but we'll still have yeah, decent monitors exactly. because you know having a nice screen is important <laughs> yeah We'll just make them in, in ha- encased in one of those weird bubbles, like the round egg-shaped things, and we'll make them look like that instead. What are their little smart devices called? Tem pads. Tem as in tem. TMP as, as in yeah. temporal. I guess, pads. yeah. Okay, tem pads. pads. Okay, okay, yeah. Which are ultra powerful, but also have a kind of weird monochrome screen. <laughs> yeah, well, they're a little bit like the old, um, like, do you remember like Scions, like PDAs and things like that, where they'd flip over? Right, yeah, yeah, like, like Palm Pilot. Yeah, one. kind of remind me of those. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, I, I, I like that it's high concept and has good actors and is, I, it just went a bit Doctor Who for me at that. <laughs> but there you go. And sure. also that, that, that episode also suffers a bit from like, I think they're in, it felt to me like they were in the volume, like in The Mandalorian. They were in that room that oh, cast like, right. purple light on them. Okay. They went, I, do you know what I mean? Like, like Yeah, I, was, I wasn't sure screen, if they'd but... filmed it in the volume or if they'd done, done it I don't know style, if they did. But yeah. Yeah. But it kind of felt like that was probably, they'd used it. If, I don't know how they'd have time because you'd think that would be, I don't know if they built another one. No, I assume they've got just the only... one. Right yeah, now. but then so I guess it's to... probably not that difficult to build more now that they've done it once. Not if you've got the budget, I suppose. Yeah, who knows? I mean, yeah. it's the problem is the uh, the real time environment design, right? That's where the right. That's that's where the money is going to go for productions using the volume now. Yeah, you've, you've got to have they... someone make those environments and make them real time capable. Yeah, exactly. I mean, Loki definitely has some 
some environments going on. <laughs> oh yeah, CG wise. Yeah, like uh, yeah. yeah, it's decent. Mm. Yeah, like, I like it a lot. And and slightly different end of the budget scale. Zach and I started watching The Watch because <laughs> I demanded oh, yeah. it. I guess. Well, because it. Well, it's right up your alley, isn't it? Well, it's, it's a it's, it's, it's theoretically it's, right up my alley. Yeah, because <laughs> it's based on Pratchett Discworld. But then it throws in a bit oh, of my okay. alley as well because they sort of steampunked it up a bit. Yes, it's like a weird. I I originally called it cyberpunk, which is obviously wrong, but it's not steampunk either, really. No, <laughs> it's sort of sort of in the middle of it's, both. It's kind of neat, grunge punk. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. But I, you know, I watched one episode of it before I roped Rob into it. But like, I, I like, I kind of just needed to have a second opinion because I, when I see it, I'm like, I can see all the weird decisions they made of adapting it, where it's just like, what, why have they done all these weird changes to the characters for no reason? Yeah, yeah your memory, of, <laughs> your memory of Discworld is quite impressive, and also it's like it's it's based on like four different books that they've just mashed all the stories together essentially hmm. into one well it's not it's actually really based on one but then it just has like random elements from at least three other ones <laughs> that sometimes make sense and sometimes it's just like well that's a random this guy is just called uses the name of a character from this other book and he's sort of in a similar role but not quite but not really because it's not matching up and it's just like okay that's the like a lot of the things that i've found about the characters are just like You've got the ones where it's like they've randomly changed the literal character of the characters, mm. which is the worst problem. Sure. Uh, but that's, uh, again, not too uncommon for adaptations, no. right? But then you've got the ones where it's just like, they've just randomly used essentially a character's name and just applied it to a random person they needed to have in the plot. And it's just like, well, why would you do that? Because yeah. that doesn't please anyone. No, it's, it's like, it's, if, it's you, a, if you a, know it's, the reference, you're re like, who the fuck is this guy? Yeah. <laughs> if you don't know the reference, then you don't care. It's name recognition for its uh, for recognition's sake, but yeah, it's, it's not going to appease anyone. The people that don't know are going to be none the wiser and don't care, like myself. Yeah. Um, but the people who do care are going to be all like, well, that's a waste of a character. <laughs> yes. Or just like, it's like you're trying to make a funny reference, but like that's what background stuff is for, not like character names. <laughs> it's like when Rob pointed out the book that was like the Trousers of the Time, I didn't spot it, and I was like, oh yeah, but I know what that reference is. Trousers of Fate. Fate trousers yeah. of Fate, all time. Yeah. One of those. Oh, there's two trousers. Well, it's essentially the same. <laughs> same trousers, okay. But there's like, it was on just on a, like a random library book, and I was like, yeah, that's a. That's a that's the kind of reference you make in the background of an ad adaptation. Just yeah. if you're not going to reference things directly in the story, just have them be like random things in the background. Yeah, they're that's part, fine. part of the world. <laughs> but then when you've got character names, it's just like just leave that alone. Although I mean, you know, maybe at a certain point you're just like, but we've got all these names that we're not using directly in the story, and we sure. and they already conveniently fit in the world because someone I mean, made them up at some point. It gives you the impression that this wasn't planned as a long-running thing. Well, like, I mean, obviously, it's, it's likely only going to be yeah, it's likely only going to be a single series. But I mean, that that maybe is a mistake. Like, if they had made 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 it more focused on just the contents of one of the books and then they could have had these three or four other books that mm. they're randomly stealing bits of. Because it's not 
it's pretty enjoyable if i'm honest like especially from my perspective it's quite it's, weird it's it's odd it's pacing is bizarre it was and it's i thought like i got the feeling just from watching the first episode before i watched it here again that like it's it's worse right at the start because it's just right. like it goes completely nuts at the start it's and rapid. it's like it starts carving down yeah it's, it's, the first it's, episode. it's, it's like, huge, okay it's hugely rapid there's a lot of threads happening at once that you know outside are looking in aren't really explained all that much at first no and then it starts to coalesce into a main plot right yes. um but yeah the begin the, the first episode's a little is a little tri- little challenging um it's just like uh i suppose it's it feels a little bit like the comedy cadence in movies right the yeah. comedy is always front loaded in 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 funny films mm-hmm. right you get a load of it right at the start and then it calms down but mm. imagine that with plot threads instead um it's like the opposite effect of Pirates of the Caribbean too. It's but, like is that in reverse? <laughs> but again, I feel like that's just another like that's another thing that's coming from the sort of having to mash all these different books together into one. They've, they, like, they've if, got to give you some background, right? They, yeah, to... if they hadn't have had like the the basically like the odd staff, mm. like the werewolf dwarf and all that stuff, if sure. they hadn't because that wasn't in the first book. So if they hadn't have had all that, because that's like a separate book, is right. where you start getting all the vampires and the werewolves and all that stuff. So if they hadn't have had that, they could have not had the start of this thing be quite so nuts. But then you wouldn't have had these interesting characters, which is, I think is what they're actually worried about. Yeah, yeah. Like they're, when, they're, when they're, I when I went back and forth about the the actual book that the main plot is based on, and how in the original version it's basically just like four dudes <laughs> are the whole of the main cast. Mm. I'm like, yeah, okay, maybe you do. Maybe you needed something a bit more for the like visual adaptation of this. Sure, yeah. <laughs> bit more um variety yeah <laughs> representation although then again like as we pointed out i we uh, at first it was like oh surely it's budget but it's just like there are moments where it feels budgety yes um, but, but it's just like they immediately the same way that a doctor who does i guess <laughs> yes they immediately sure. killed off the troll which was just like which didn't make any sense. In, in a way that, in a, in, and in a way that doesn't make sense. He's a he's freaking made of rock, and, and he somehow gets shot by crossbows and dies. How does that work? No, it's just like that's just complete ridiculous nonsense. But it's just like, oh, they don't have the budget for the troll any longer because apparently they also don't have budget for <laughs> dwarves because, like, it's like it's. We haven't seen any dwarves, yeah, have we really? Well, we, I mean, they have the goblins, I guess. Those oh, are yeah, yeah. slight budget, marginal budget. But they're like normal dude size. Yeah, well, they're slightly short, but like, <laughs> but they haven't had dwarf dwarfs, but just like, they didn't. I mean, they, they showed off a little bit on episode two, right? Where they needed that dragon. Yeah, but the dragon CG Spoiler. stuff is just like, I mean, that's where your CG budget is, I guess. Yeah. But like, it's the characters that could have been more like, you know, costumed even the dwarves you know there's ways to do that that where you could have made it more because mm. i mean they don't at all i mean one of the the one main character who's literally meant to be a dwarf just sort of brushes it off which is really weird and they well and they always do that th- they, they they've always cut away from, from the, the werewolf. werewolf yeah but i mean that's fair enough i guess i mean i guess it it sort of makes sense because no one's there to see it if you see what I mean, from a filmography well, perspective, well, and also what would like, you be seeing? Really, it's just like here's a fight scene, and that's yeah, not really what this and, is about. And, yeah, and the the rapid nature of it means they don't really dwell on that, do they? It's just like a, a thing happens, and it happens quick. Yeah. So it's. I mean, the the speed of it is quite refreshing. 
like having you know i've watched hbo shows i've watched uh, <laughs> westworld was probably the last like long-running oh, man hbo thing i dragging got in, it out got into but yeah, yeah exactly that is a very drag it out slow burn and this is the yeah. polar opposite of that yeah it's weird because i mean it, i i forget how long it is i think it's like eight episodes 12 episodes seems more like something, something like that yeah. something something relatively short but like it feels like it's going to get through the story that it's aiming to do which makes sense but i don't I, it's because when you're converting a book it's just like you're losing out of a lot of description that would be words, but now you're showing it on a screen. But because because a picture is worth a thousand words, you it's like you're seeing something for a second, and that's like five pages of book. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> so even though it but seems the, like that's it's the quite thing, short, yeah, films, films, and TV can do what the book does in a frame. But the trouble with that is that you're not getting the fanciness of the description, which is what the books are. You know, that's if you're, you're you're not reading the books for like literal dialogue you're mm. reading books for like the descriptive dialogue yeah i mean those in themselves can be funny right that's yeah but you can't yeah that's 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 where adaptations can't do that because they can't make a descriptional page of the world all that funny unless they literally easily. narrate it uh, like, yeah but that's a whole problem to try and pull that style I mean, off. <laughs> I mean, the corollary to that is how Lord of the Rings handled it, right? And they just decided, when we're going to have a descriptive section, we are literally going to just have a panning camera angle of what the book would have described. Like, here's this big environment, and we're going to just dwell on it for a bit. There you go. There's your descriptive page. Mm. Or 20. Mm. But even then, yeah, it's still, like, way shorter than how much it could have come into detail. In Lord of the Rings case, I think that in some cases an improvement because oh, yeah, some God. of the descriptive stuff in a little book is like I, I, I swear I like, barely got I don't, it gets to like I don't think I got to anyone to, like, doing anything when I tried reading The Hobbit <laughs> like and I, 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 I think I fell the off The Hobbit's that. a children's book like at least that one's actually has a little bit of intention to actually tell you the story I'm, I'm pretty There's sure I fell of off of it before I reached a character <laughs> like in, in there's a bit like later on like when um uh, Sam and Frodo, they, I think they've got away from Gollum and um, and from. Uh, have they got away from Gollum? Or is he still with them? I can't remember. Um, uh, and uh, the brother of Boromir, Faramir, or whatever. And they're in the bit which is called Ithilien, and they're on their way to try and get into Mordor. You know, the other way, not the Black Gate. The other way. way. And like he, he he he's like so a lot has happened in the story at this point, and and Tolkien just spends like three pages talking about the flowers. He's like, oh, Ithilien, this beautiful country. Here are all the different flowers, <laughs> and it's like really. Here's come the on, Wikipedia entry. But... Show that, <laughs> yeah, just show show a shot of the landscape and move on. Hmm. Yeah. Anyway, establishing shot of New York City. <laughs> yeah. No, San Francisco. Sorry, San Francisco. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, but yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm enjoying it. I'm up for what, what I'm up for seeing it for. Yes, um, and I, you know, the way Vimes is played is suitably bizarre. He has a weird face, and I love it. I thought I, <laughs> that was something that I kind of had a sense of that might be something that Rob would like. I mean, obviously, Rob likes faces. We've long established that fact. <laughs> faces are <laughs> <like> a face. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, it does have. He does have a. 
a bit of a gurn, you might say. <laughs> He's got a gurn on. Yeah. It's, it's, it's just got an almost permanent one eyebrow look. It's, it's fantastic. Spock style. <laughs> oh, way more drunk. Drunk and Spock. Yeah. Mm, seems logical. So we're an hour into this podcast and we haven't hit news. Yeah, Probably so we've talked about best. the video games. Video games. Well, let's start right. with good news because let's keep because we're better at that. <laughs> um, yeah. EA Play Live finally happened. To no enthusiasm I mean, for it most was, people. As usual, it was a pretty bad show, yeah. but it wasn't the worst they've done. I'll give it that. that it, I mean, they got Xavier Woods in to do the presenting, and he's not a bad presenter, but like I, his... His script thing was a little bit like, like I don't know, it's a little too enthusiastic, right? Like I'd, I'd struggle when they're going on. Like this is an EA produced thing, and I and I'm you're losing me if immediately after showing me a thing, you have one of your own people going, "That looks amazing," yeah. you know. It's just like that's not a natural reaction at that point. It's like you planned that. It's like that doesn't work. Don't so do that. Cringe. Yeah, yeah. exactly. It's somewhat Why more does- believable when you've got these events where there's multiple publishers like batting off each other, right? And they're handing over to someone to introduce the next section and someone comes in and goes, that looks great. Thanks for that. And then they move on. Yeah. And it's like when it's just a single publisher and there's a dude on stage going, wow, thank like, you for that. <laughs> like, there's uh, obviously a skill. Why is it so hard to do? This is like, okay, a general question, but like, like I'd prefer they don't do that at all, right? But they uh, it obviously works under certain circumstances. Oh, sure. Right? And I suppose the, the kind of archetypical company that does it well, even if it is cringe, is actually Apple because they say what you know. This is they. If you actually listen back to one of their keynotes, they are saying this is amazing or like like really um, hyperbolic stuff. Mm. But for some reason, it doesn't stand out as cringe. And yeah, yet so they're, they're, they're saying cringe things. Yeah, but the Apple way, of, way doing of saying it, it. The Apple way of doing it is a sort of arrogant, big up yourself kind of thing. Exactly, right? it's like, exactly. They're, like they're, a rapper or something. It's, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's them talking about themselves. But the way yeah. they try and present it in these game conferences, like all the way EA have done for years, is, is themselves... Uh, then congratulating a different part of themselves for being so good and being and appearing surprised about it. I don't know. It, right, it, it just comes I off see. as hugely disingenuous. Well, I think like, the, the problem is because I was I was thinking about the comparison to like how Ubisoft did it with Aisha Tyler and everything mm. is that in the way that they do it, they they hype before, not after. They don't show, yes. you, they don't show yeah. you the thing and then pretend to be excited about it. They say something cool is coming up and we're going to show it to you. Yeah, no, that, you might be onto right. something there. That's exactly right. And I, I that's think clever. Um, that's a better balance because yeah, it's, the Ubisoft stuff is leaning a little bit into this, yeah. right? But um, and the Aisha Tyler era, yeah, was a little bit leaning this way. But it's just, it's not as bad as yeah EA's way uh, at all. I think like the best in the biz at this is again he's got the advantage of being a multi-publisher show, but Jeff Keighley shows right where he <laughs> well, when, you... when he's enthusiastic. Yeah, anyway. he... <laughs> but his enthusiasm isn't like over the top. Wow, no. look at this! It's like he'll be like, "This looks amazing. I'm I'm really excited to show you guys." Here you go, and it's just uh, there's something tonal about the way Jeff does right. it where 
Yeah. I believe you, Jeff. You know what? Like, I don't, yeah. it's not overwrought. And it's, I can see you're excited about Everspace too. Um, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Anyway, that was the vibe from, from this show. Like, again, yeah. EA, just calm it down, guys. Also, no. <laughs> also, maybe it didn't help that it was like, you know, a month after the E3 period. So it seems like they're being unnecessarily excited, but they're so late to the party where it's like, yeah, yeah, holy yeah. shit, guys, don't forget about us. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but, then, <laughs> yeah. but then even if, it, if you look at like the Nintendo Directs or the Sony State of Plays and to a lesser extent Microsoft, they even they all do say, like, we're, we're excited to show you this thing and then they'll show you the thing and then they'll be like, and then Nintendo's thing will be, we'll show you the thing and then they'll say, this game is coming out here on yeah. these platforms. They don't go, I mean, Nintendo do it a little bit in their voiceover sometimes, but they don't, they just say, here's the thing. We've now shown you the thing. Let's carry on. Yeah. Um, yeah. Sony don't say anything, do they? They just go, here's the next thing. <laughs> um, yeah. There's no need for, for, yeah, some of that. Just to, just tell us about your game. Uh, so anywho, here's a couple of picks from, from the show. Anyway, uh, they wanted to make a big deal of their Codemasters acquisition. Um, however you managed to do that yeah um, just saying we've got all these we've got all these racing games guys they now belong to us <laughs> like all these, all these other racing games that we don't make any longer because all those <laughs> studios don't make the games they were known for any longer exactly yeah great there's a lot of that but they did they did show us a new game in the Grid series called Grid Legends is it um, new though or is it reusing old content that's what Legends kind of implies I mean I think I think it's going to be new content because the 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 thing I got from the trailer is they're le- they're using the legends word to mean the actual drivers. So because they, they want they want to push this story mode this time. Oh god, like yeah. in football. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Yeah, and in fairness, they've been doing this for a while in the F one games yeah. as well. Um, so well, didn't didn't the first grid have a story? Was not it, really. The first the first grid was quite clinical. Um, right. sort of dirt one clinical you know what i mean fancy oh. interface and <laughs> and then and then do some racing mm-hmm. dirt, dirt one had a pattern where you always had to do a le mans race at the end of every certain every season of time um but ultimately it was like an event like do this event now do this event now do this event kind of thing it was a career structure not really a story um so yeah they're leaning hard into a story mode um do not know if that will pan out <laughs> Well, if we're basing it on Codemasters' general like capabilities of crafting characters, not well. <laughs> this is what I was thinking of. When you were talked about the volume earlier, I was trying to work out where I'd recently heard about something being filmed in the volume. This is filmed in a volume. Some of the um uh the cutscenes for the for the Legends mode. Oh, interesting. I mean vaguely. It's still a story mode for a racing game. So. No, <laughs> yeah, the fact that they, they, use they are that using that. They, I'm, not saying the, I'm not saying the stories. Yeah, they are using that technology um, to do the thing. Um, yep, so there's that. Um, uh, I guess it's an EA original, but the, um, that Lost in Random game got a release date. Um, uh, and they showed off a little bit more detail about how its actual gameplay and combat systems work. Looks like it's a sort of, um, what you call it, an action RPG, I suppose, um, in terms of its actual combat. Like, it looks like you go into like specific arenas to do to have a little real-time fight, and there's a trade-off between using 
uh, cards and abilities and random dice rolls to um, do certain things uh, in fights. I mean, I really, I kind of dig that game's look and its vibe. I'm not sold on that combat system, um, and I'm not sold on out, you know, how what the actual gameplay is yet. But I mean, it's got a strong vibe. Um, so I hope that's good. Uh, but it's out September this year, so not too long to go for that. Um, skip, 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 skip. Let's talk about Battlefield because mm. they did a, they showed another ridiculous trailer. Um, but the but the kind of big right. thing about it is the twin is uh, is Portal as they're calling it, which has nothing to do with Valve's Portal. Um, it's a crap name. Honestly, but well, it's just Forge. It's like it's yeah, the equivalent. It's, it's Halo's Forge, effectively. But so the bullet points are it, uh, here are they are bringing content from Battlefield 1942, Battlefield 3, and Bad Company 2 uh, into 21 into 2042's uh, content. So content, yeah. So maps, maps, characters, right. weaponry, vehicles. Right. So World War Two people, for instance. <laughs> like we're talk- we're, the Nazis are there, um, or Germans. They didn't actually outright refer to them as Nazis. Well, they just said the Germans. Um, uh, yeah, so they're into a, a community-driven set of gameplay modes. So the community will come up with weird ways to mash this stuff together, and they will be showcased somehow um, within Battlefield 2042. Um I mean, just the nod to Bad Company is kind of interesting because they've kind of like not really referred to that game since it came out, particularly. Um, and a lot of people hold oh. Bad Company too, especially in quite high regard. So it's it's interesting that that's mentioned here. Um, I think it's more interesting that Twenty One Forty Two has been snubbed again. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, like we, <laughs> as we said shortly after this video came out, it's like. It's obviously a matter of like what assets they already have because all the World War Two stuff can just be ported from Battlefield yep. Five. Yep. So no work there. It's not actually 1942. <laughs> yeah, and a lot of the stuff from Bad right. Company Two and uh, Battlefield Three probably the same as what they're going to have in 2042 to some degree. Yeah. Um. So not a huge amount of work there, or, or they or were just at least built taken in from Four even and yeah. just used in free. True. Yeah. Essentially, or a lot of it was yeah a lot uh, frostbite assets. Yeah. Essentially, basically stuff since the frostbite era. Um. So yeah, 2142 assets would have been more work. Yeah. Um. Although I did hear not just bad company two, I heard someone say that there might be a battlefield two level oh yes uh like level i think i think i've heard that unless they were referring to el alamein which was kind of desert combat right well i mean yes but el alamein has been in several (laughs) i don't remember whether that was in two or not no Hmm. i can't remember i don't remember the names of any of two essentially any of the levels maybe that was in three maybe it came back for three i can't remember no oh when did it come we didn't really have desert environments Hmm. Didn't it? I thought it had one level that was kind of set in a deserty sort of thing with sort of oily looking buildings. <laughs> oh yeah, right. I think I that was the first time I, I enc- that, yeah. I think that level was the first time I encountered a cheater in Battlefield who was using an SMG to headshot people from everywhere on the map. Like th- anywhere he would be, like someone could you could get killed like a mile away yeah. <laughs> with an SMG headshot. 
Wasn't El, El Alamein was a stupid map in the original 1942, though, wasn't it? It was pretty rubbish. Well, it, 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 it was the huge-ass desert map, which basically had a desert. like ridge down the middle and then two flat bits yeah. on each side. Oh, so that was and actually had, just like, in... an airstrip with a giant B-17 or yeah. something. So that was actually just in base 1942. <laughs> yeah, El Alamein yeah. was. Oh, okay. So it that's was, where yeah. it comes from. Yeah. I don't think it's been in any others, has it? It wouldn't really make sense. I have no idea. I mean, that the Battle of El Alamein literally was in 1942? Probably. Maybe 19, it's got to be late. Maybe earlier? Might have been earlier. Yeah. But yeah. So that's what that's what Portal is anyway. It's um, a rotating set of mental modes. I mean, I was kind of... It, it did at least highlight that Rush is a thing. Like in that presentation, they had one of the game modes that was in Portal was was specifically labelled well, as a rush mode. Sure, so, but that doesn't necessarily mean it's a thing. It means the community can make it a thing. I mean, it did actually because they they announced another game mode called Hazard. Yes, this Zone. is the, this is what like so you've got regular twenty forty two, you've got Portal and Hazard is like the three main things. Yeah, but what no one they haven't really talked about Hazard yet. No, some sort of squad place. They've they've described it as being squad based, high stakes, and different. <laughs> that's kind of how they like, that's all they've really said about Different. it so I'm guessing like maybe a battle royale of some description well but... squad based well it depends yeah because like saying it's squad based could mean like a battle royale with te- with, with squads essentially mm. like some of them do whether it's not just solo or duos or whatever but I mean but it could still be like an objective based game with, or it could just be like Rush, but with only one squad on each team. Like make it, make it less, make it a less mental version oh, of Rush. Right. Um. So see, now I'm thinking, like, what about Halo 5's kind of like Counter Strike style mode, but in the bat in Battlefield? Because mm. I mean, like, when they did like the, high stakes, um, as in instant, like death and you're out, kind yeah, of thing sure. for a ra- and maybe. round based, maybe that would be kind of weird. But yeah. It could just be so. Them saying squads doesn't tell you enough to imply whether it's going to be like uh, whether squads means a squad, as in like eight player, or just lots of squads, which means as big as Norvald. Yeah, <laughs> doesn't really tell you anything. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's not. It's not like squads haven't existed in Battlefield since like forever. Yeah. I'm- I'm vaguely interested in this, right? Well, it's kind of a cool, like, you know, they're putting all this all this old content into the new engine, kind mm. of however much work they've actually done on it, I guess. We don't really know. Also depends how it's delivered in-game, right? Like, if it, like how it gets mixed into rotation yeah. and things. Whether you'll actually be able to play it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or whether it will be on servers with no people. But, you know, I've... It's an awkward thing to be saying about about basically any game like series at this point, especially with what, what's just been happening with like Assassin's Creed and whatnot. But just like and what we always said about Sonic Generations, where it's just like just make a game and just keep putting all of your content into it. <laughs> like that's what this should have been, mm. not just some of the levels of Battlefield Bad Company Two. Put them all in, but maybe like take your time and do it over like a series of releases and i mean you know dlc it if you have to but <laughs> mm. but the, the, so is battlefield portal definitely a 
part i mean obviously it's launching that way but is it a part of battlefield 2042 or is it intended as an ongoing thing yeah that's and, like what i would I, I i would prefer it to be separate like make it just make well like as i say you it's it's not actually a good idea except for for the consumer <laughs> but just make one game and keep adding more content to it i mean it's possible i reckon they'll launch it they'll launch it as part of 2042 so you have to buy that to get it and i reckon then maybe after that point it will become its own thing kind of in the same way that warzone kind of was i mm. guess call of duty's thing although that was free to play yeah somewhat from the, the start that's the trouble with the battlefield model. well i say that warzone actually existed in one of the black ops games i think as a mode within was it black ops 4 i yeah, think Warz- not- warzone existed as a mode in black ops 4 first yeah, but and then when really- the new modern warfare came out they splintered it out that doesn't really count because it's it's not really the same. It's not the same thing. It's like a new version. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it was brand brand new. It's not like they took the Black Ops Four one and made it, um, and just re-released it on its own. But it does feel like with Battlefield at this point, they've got this engine and they've made like, you know, five or six games on it at this point. <laughs> so why not just put all that all that easily portable content into one big package, basically? Yeah. It'd be interesting to see how robust their logic tools are as well because it's well yeah that's the real question of like how how, how wild can how detailed be? can you get with this could you make like some battlefield gun game type thing where you start with a knife and you have to get level up to get the guns or whatever oh uh, yeah gun game could be fun could it, uh, yeah or can i do the red alert thing and have tanks with flamethrowers <laughs> the fire dogs that fire dogs yeah invisible dogs <laughs> How mad will we be? I mean, I'll be very mad at it. I'm sure at points, <laughs> but because uh, that's a battlefield game. But it just—it will just all it will really do is allow the community to enforce what they always wanted to do and just have Metro twenty four seven no rockets, <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, or all rockets. <laughs> some well, we don't even know if Metro's in the game. No, the only battlefield free level they showed was the one with the pylon. Yeah. Or at least the only one that I recognised. Uh, everything they've shown so far seems to be like they're not shying away from the close quarters stuff. Like it's all the all the all the shots seem to be like big open spaces. Well, yeah, and they haven't shown any of the like city levels essentially, <laughs> or much in the. Well, they've shown city stuff, but they haven't shown us in building stuff really. Well, it feels like they haven't. Mm, maybe. Uh, so yeah, so that's Battlefield. Um, vaguely interesting. Uh, and finally, the there and one more thing reveal was they are remaking Dead Space. And I mean remaking, and I mean remaking, not remastering. Well, the first game, or... the first, the first one. Right. So yeah, I kind of had that same reaction, sort of like a right, and it's like not because I think Dead Space is a bad game; it's a game that's not for me. Um, but I, don't, I, I have respect for what it what it did. Um, but it's more like a little bit of a slap already. in the face in the whole shutting of Visual Studios, if you ask me. That right. whole thing. Because like, didn't they infamously try to microtransaction up Dead Space 3, right? Oh, then, boy, then, did they. And then that was the end of Dead Space. Yeah, that was the end of Dead Space, and then they soon after they shuttered Visual as a result. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it's like, 
hey guys, remember Dead? What, remember when Dead Space was good? And uh, and like I don't know, a bit of me is just like you can't. I mean, I guess you can do that, but also you bastards. <laughs> <laughs> so it's being made by Motive, who at least have a relatively decent track record recently and i'm going to use the word recently here because they put out star wars squadrons was the last thing they did but they're also credited as being the studio behind battlefront 2 you know that was also microtransaction to hell (laughs) oh yeah but i'm sure neither of those games are very much like dead space (laughs) well there's space there's there's space involved (laughs) and one of of them might be in first person yeah yeah hmm it's not much third person no. in either of them. I mean, Battlefront 2, you get the feeling that, like, it probably wasn't up to the developer. <laughs> like, a lot no, of the no, no, no. game design. I, I bet yeah. that model was nothing to do with them at all um, as a studio. But still, yeah. it, it hangs. It, it doesn't... It doesn't... I, I'm not sure it necessarily sits as well as they hoped for a and one more thing. It's, like... It's good news because Dead Space deserved better, but it's, you know, well, it, it deserved better from you. It deserved better from EA. With EA being late to the party again, it's just like you, like, this is not specific to like this E3 or whatever, but we're, by this point, everyone is totally over remakes, right? You can't one more thing a remake, even if it's an actual remake, not a remaster. <laughs> it's just like, we don't show us something actually new. I mean, how do you. It's pretty tricky to beat a reveal like Final Fantasy VII Remake, isn't it? It's like, how do you top well, that? Well, uh, yeah, but that one was cheating because that like, was like the one that everyone had been asking for forever and they'd... For forever, <laughs> And they'd yeah. never done it. And they weren't known for remakes also. But how do you top but that? But now everyone... Did you go back entire... and say Half-Life Remake? Is that as well, big a deal? Or I mean... The... No, no one is asking for that, are they? I don't think so. Well, I mean, no. the, the mod, no. the mod that became it was like not you know. Sure, people Black, were pretty Black enthusiastic. Mesa, yeah, that's true. Uh, Remake Half Life Two if you want, but only if you make a new Source engine. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Yeah. I think they're stuck with Half Life, aren't they? Yeah. Oh well, they made our Alex. That was the that made yeah. sense, right? Mm. I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, we we can't be having remakes or remasters be the one more thing and expect people to be excited at this point. Yeah. A, We're deep, deep in the land of remakes in movies unless, and games. Unless it's Burnout 3, in which case, go for it. <laughs> that, that, <laughs> now that would be an announcement. Code Masters are, <laughs> and Criteria done. No. I'll bring you. <laughs> and that's EA, isn't it? You know, you know who should take yeah. over Burnout now that they have these? The, the guys that just made the Codemasters team that just made Dirt 5 and were behind Onrush. Right, right. Yeah. They should make Burnout. I think yeah. they, they, they would do it proud, I reckon. Anyway, that's the one thing <laughs> they could do. Yes, but you'd still prefer a new Burnout, though. I think I'd, I think, I, <laughs> I think mean, it I basically w- would be, right? Yeah, I think I would want that team to make me a new Burnout with all the flair that they brought to Onrush, but yeah. Uh, so that's EA play. Um, not worth the wait. <laughs> I mean, I mean, it was never good. Hey, you know what? There wasn't much FIFA or Madden in this. <laughs> like, there might not have been any, in fact. And I'm going to say, well done. You've realised you don't need to. 
you can do a separate thing for those, I guess. Mm. Or maybe I just skipped over that part. I don't know. <laughs> maybe you zoned out and just ignored them for when it happened. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so Annapurna also had a little thing. Again, I guess a little late to the old Summer Games Fest party, but hey, I mean, Anna, Annapurna are a hell of a publisher, right? They they put out a lot of really interesting stuff. Um, but um, unfortunately, this time I wasn't really taken with much of their their anything they showed new. They had a lot of like, hey, we're doing a project with these developers, and we think these developers are good, but we've got nothing to announce right now. So there was quite a bit of that in their show, um, which is. Like, well, why are you doing a show then? <laughs> kind of thing. Get excited for a game you don't know about. Um, uh, but the, there were a couple of returning uh, things that I've picked out here. So Artful Escape um, still looks kind of like weird and cool in all the right ways. Um, they've now... Uh, this, this trailer revealed a little more about the story behind that. Um, so it's this bespectacled guy who's trying to create a... Uh, a sort of pop rock persona for himself. And he's like, I'm going to make the elaborate, the most elaborate persona for myself ever. And it's his adventure through these weird worlds to achieve that. Or perhaps he's been like befriended by some rock God or something <laughs> to achieve that. And it looks, it looks bizarre. It seems to have pretty decent soundtrack. And now it's got a really, a fairly ridiculous cast behind it as well. Featuring none other than Sonic the Hedgehog himself, Jason Schwartzman. <laughs> not sure that counts as a ridiculous cast. It's exactly. got Mark Strong though. This is where this is where I'm sort of like hype because Mark Strong. If, if, I don't know if you listen to like uh, was it Radio Five the 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 um, film show with Simon Mayer and Mark Kermode. They have the same. They have the Mark Strong butt game, <laughs> where it's just like this film has Mark Strong, but it's also got this other person. <laughs> And uh, yeah, I, I like Mark Strong a lot, so that's good. Uh, there was a few other names that I haven't written down, but that I recognise. But um, yeah, so uh, keep an eye out for that. Seems good. Uh, but I guess the thing that appeals to more of us here on this podcast is we got to see some gameplay of Stray, which was yeah um, originally announced at one of the PS was it the PS5's original reveal. Or I think so, gameplay yeah. showcase. Um, Stray looks cool. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it kind of always did right from the start. But I mean, what's not to love? You're you're a stray cat in a bizarre robot ghetto. Yeah, and doing cat things. Doing cat things like the the gameplay of like just basically platforming as a cat look really fun. Yeah. You're, you're well and balanced, so and can, quite cool. So you can walk on things <laughs> as you'd expect without falling yeah. off. Yeah, and leap pretty high, which yeah. makes sense. And make cute cat noises. Yeah, and you can interact with the weird robots of the world. I have to admit, I was a little and disappointed when text started becoming a thing, and there were like speech. Oh right, and you know, like the cat was talking to your robot drone thing. It's like a little bit of me was then like. Ah, oh, damn. I was kind of hoping this would be abstract and wordless and right, told like that way, like robots in their weird voices and cats being cats kind of thing. So like, right. the fallback to text was a bit of a disappointment. I'm not yeah. saying it's a what bad it? thing, but it's not the vibe I thought it was going for. 
yeah, I suppose you don't know how soon in the game, but maybe I reckon it's fairly soon. Your, like, yeah, you get your kind of backpack thing that and your little drone guy. Yeah, that can translate whatever. cat to robot and yeah. Yeah, I know what you mean, but I mean text is so powerful for storytelling. And I agree with you completely, but uh, it, I don't know. <laughs> Be it depends what you're trying to make, you know. Sure. I, w- I mean, I wouldn't necessarily yeah. have minded the bit of tutorial text here and there to be like, as a cat, you can do this, or da da da. Just a, you know, mechanically, that's sometimes hard to do without some text. Right? That's not but, the same as story. Yeah, exactly. It's it's very much not the same. Well, play it in Italian, and then you won't be able to read it. Oh, amazing! <laughs> <laughs> that, that would be weird. But the problem is, is like story te- story text in game suddenly becomes like, oh, now I know what to do. I guess like and just changing the language to something else isn't necessarily going to solve that because well, they're not going to be showing you what to do. Well, maybe. I mean, it depends what other UI there might be. If there's like waypoint markers or whatever, you might be able to get away <laughs> with it. Just go to the place it tells you to go. Yeah, maybe. See what new thing happens. Maybe. <laughs> That's quite, that, that is quite a funny approach. <laughs> Put it in Japanese or something. Uh, yeah, so that's Stray. Um, I don't think they said when that was coming out yet, still, but looks good. Uh, in other news, uh, Horizon Forbidden West has been delayed into 22. So, not oh. this year. Not much of a delay, really. No. Because it was already late. <laughs> it was always going to be, yeah, it was currently scheduled for a holiday this year. but To a fit of its wintry themes. Well, I, I don't think this is one. Not, no, this, this one, one is going away from the wintry themes. Yeah, this is going into sort of like yeah. Caribbean sort of feel. Well, it's the West Coast, isn't it? It's mm. in California, isn't it? Is it California? Yeah. One would assume like so, it's where all the technology is. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Uh, so there's that. And also, uh, I didn't realize this was a thing, but I, I guess it makes sense. Like, I didn't realize there was a, a cadence to Forza games being delisted. Um, so the news mm. was is that Hey Forza Motorsport Seven is getting delisted from Xbox before they made the new one. Um, so there there will be no Forza Motorsport you can buy unless you go for a physical what? copy of it. What? So oh, because the car licensing expires. Oh shit! So they they well, become sucks. unable to actually sell it digitally. Man, that's bizarre. But I suppose, yeah, makes sense. And that's probably so can true. you not buy old, like, can you not buy, like, Gran Turismo? I guess you can't. You buy a disc copy and then yeah. update it. That's that's the that's the method. That's, that's allowed. I mean, you'll, you'll still yeah. have the ability to, like, if you've purchased a game before, you call, you'll be able to download it still, that kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, it's yeah, just, yeah. like, if you yeah. don't already own it, you're out of luck. So it's... Mm. Yeah, we'll we'll be entering a the first time. Uh, yeah, I guess the first time since Forza Two, I guess that you've not been able to purchase a version of Forza Motorsport digitally, at least. And it's not like the new Forza is like about to be released. No, we don't. We we don't know when the next Motorsport game is. It's yeah. like, uh, yeah, was it Horizon Five is due end of this year? Yeah. Um. So we'll get another Horizon game, but that's um. That's, yeah, that's two Horizon games in a row. Um, yeah, interesting stuff. I guess you have to hope Project Cars is good. <laughs> Go and play that instead. Um, 
Man, I'm not paying attention when you said that Horizon was delayed. You already told me Horizon was delayed. But you meant Horizon. <laughs> you meant Forza Horizon. I, I thought you meant Horizon. No. Sorry, Dawn. No. No, no, no. No, you got it right. I, I did mean Horizon oh, I did Forbidden get it right. West. Yeah. Oh, uh, they both delayed. Okay. No, 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 no. Actual Horizon <laughs> hasn't been, like, Forza Horizon hasn't been delayed. Oh, there we go. Okay, cool. <laughs> that, now that, I understand. That, that's still out so, this year. Horizon Forbidden West is California. It's California and is is delayed. Horizon Forza Horizon is Mexico. Yes. So that's the Caribbean-ish. Yes. If you're on the right side. Okay, now I understand. Double Horizon. (laughs) So that's... Bring me the Horizon. Bring... Yeah, damn. Uh, Yeah, so that's that. But we'll be remiss to not mention the bad news, which is the whole thing going on with Activision Blizzard and I mean let me preface this by being like I am not I don't think any of us are going to be particularly well positioned to discuss this in detail it's just acknowledging oh, that so it's awful. happening um, terrible I mean I don't think there's and, much really to discuss it's just like it's a standard it's just <laughs> that's I mean that word on its own is kind of terrible right well I mean yes but like we've already had the Ubisoft version of this a couple of years ago. So we've kind of already experienced this once. It's just that this time it's a bit more like straight into the lawsuit version of that, those series of events. I mean, some, I mean, it's all, uh, I guess, shocking, but it's also shocking how like unsurprising some of the stuff is, but then I don't understand like why they think some of the statements they're making as in the leadership is going to help. No, there there was one statement in particular from their compliance officer that is just, it's just brutal. Like saying that, you know, there is basically no legitimacy to this filing. Yeah. Which is (laughs) obviously a bunch of shit. Yeah. And it's like, that's not going to work to to the, I don't want to defend them too much because, you know, I don't think anyone in their right mind should be a fan of Bobby Kotick and <laughs> and what he's what he does. Um mm. uh but most of the studios have come out with a fairly um what's the word sympathetic statement at least. Even Bobby Kotick himself put out a statement that yeah, because um, the usual thing is to, to some platitudes, right? Oh, we need to do better. We recognise, sure, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. But instead of that, they were doing like, this is a bunch of crap, which it clearly isn't. Right. Yeah, some, some some of the statements and some of the viewpoints expressed by various parts of what is probably quite a large organisation, right? Like, yep. have been in conflict with each other. And I, and I guess that's not unreasonable, because it's a big organization, like the various parts of it are potentially going to have different viewpoints. Well, some people um, were saying that, like, depending on where you are positioned in the company, and because this has gone straight to lawsuit, well, because it well, that's the whole point is the lawsuit by the by the Californian government. The state of California have filed this, yeah, after yeah. a two-year investigation. Yeah. You kind of, in certain roles in that kind of company. You, you have to not incriminate yourself almost. You have to specifically deny everything, even though that's not what people want to hear. From because a, from from a, a legal perspective, from a legal kind of perspective yeah, you're not, you're not wrong. You kind of can't, you can't, like, <laughs> to, to acknowledge it is to lose. Um, right. Yeah. Yeah. I guess, well, they're probably going to lose. <laughs> oh, they, well, are, they are 100% going to lose. They're probably they've... going to settle. It will never actually get to a courtroom, so they won't lose. <laughs> well, yeah, I guess. But some money will change hands, and that will be the end of it, as usual. But, yeah. Uh, the 
yeah, some of the reports on discrimination and the abuse and the, the, the stories are bad. <laughs> Let's put it that way. They are really, really And the fact really it clearly bad. goes all the way to the top there. Like all the way to the top. Senior leadership. Yeah. And, and for Do you hear that stuff time. about the – read about that Cosby the suite. The Cosby though. suite, yes. That is yeah, a special level of gross. Yeah, appalling. That doesn't seem like – that seems like at some point someone created that to be a joke, but then everyone forgot it was a joke. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it yeah. might have been a joke at some point in time, and then actually some people took it too far. <laughs> well, it's not that they took it too far. They just forgot that it wasn't meant to be a thing. It was just meant to be a joke. It was meant to be... How do you do yeah, that? Yeah, but it's... How it's do you not do just that? the name of it though that's distasteful. It's like what was actually what the yeah, but that's what I'm saying. It's just like what the, what, what happened supposedly, allegedly in this suite was more like a coincidence. It's just like someone came up with this name as a joke for something that happened a long time before this, or like in the early days when it wasn't happening as much. But then as it happened more, people kind of forgot that they were doing it in this room that had an unfortunate name. And also- I, Oh, I see. They kept hiring the same room and because it had previously been jokingly called the Cosby Suite, that came but They had like a them. WhatsApp group for, for the Cosby Suite. But also like- I, Yeah, I don't know. This is, this is where I fall. Supposedly- chat where they're all being horrible. Well, supposedly from the timeline that people have started been getting into that like it was- probably called the Cosby Suite way before even he was under suspicion in law. <laughs> like, it was probably actually semi-innocently named until a certain point where Cosby got taken down and then it became this terrible thing. And maybe they forgot that they had to get rid of that name huh. that's in, not, in their internals. Yeah, that's not the take I've read, but, I mean, it's possible. I mean, yeah, who knows? Well, it's lo- like, the Cosby thing didn't happen that long ago in reality. It's like so much longer, much a shorter time than Activision Blizzard has been around for sure. Well, as Activision Blizzard, I guess there's either but I don't sure. know. If, I don't know if this thing. Well, takes no, into the, account. the Cosby thing definitely happened after their merger for for sure. You reckon? Okay. <laughs> I mean, I'd believe it if it didn't. If it was still when Activision and Blizzard were separate entities. Um, well, I'm pretty sure, but I'm I'm not sure that's a. Uh, a get out well no <laughs> it means that at best it means that they conveniently forgot that they had this terrible terribly named thing in their internal structure whatever whatever calling it the cosby suite even means like is it just literally like the name they put on the door and then someone forgot that it <laughs> was a terrible thing i'm not point? i'm not sure it was on the door i'm not no. sure this was an official name well no, no. but like that's the problem with this whole situation is like there's a lot of unknown stuff about how like integrated it is like was it just a certain group tra- chat among a certain group of friends who did did these things and said these things and then did that spill out at some point or is it or mm. was it yeah, but this, just the, these people are the lead like the leaders of the of the thing they're literally yes, like they're, the that's, lead that's on how it always is and the lead on like yeah the high up people are always the terrible ones i know what you mean it's like i, I think mm. i know what you're getting at is like did is the joke conveniently inflammatory like whether or not it was used for any of these bad purposes or not is it from a media standpoint conveniently looking awful uh, well I mean it is conveniently looking awful but like <laughs> whether it was intended like okay because there, there, there was something I read where it's like the, the Cosby suite actually 
was used for some sinister purposes. But again, whether or not that's true or not, I'm, I can't say. But like, it's just one thing of that you can point kind to of thing. Like, yeah. yeah. But then, like, it sound- you're, uh, then the question is like, if that's what I'm saying about the name is that is it would how many of people would have known that that's what it was called essentially like if does the, it, i mean does it matter if the perpetrators were calling it that well if, if they were perpetrators of yes, things but that's yeah. the, that's the point it's like i mean presumably if you're trying to do something terrible and you're calling people into the cosmic suite to do it that kind of makes it kind of obvious that you're doing something terrible right like you want to hide that kind of thing Mm. Yeah. So who knows? It's but still, a, I mean, still. obviously, the same thing happens every time this kind of thing happens. Where like, as soon as one story happens, all the stories happen, and then it's just like, how, oh, sure. And then you just have to pick through like yeah. conflicting reports yeah, like and how much there, is yeah. everyone being, you know, um, exaggerating their own stories or whatever, or downplaying their own stories if they're on the other side. But then. And then there's a lawsuit, and then no one finds out anything because it gets settled. <laughs> so prepare not to hear about this story again. Yeah, surely. it's tricky, isn't it? Because the lawsuit's not exactly isn't even going after any kind of criminal charge or anything like that. Well, it's it, it's, it, it's, it, it's looking for damages. Well, it's, it's going an, after an unspecified amount of damages. Well, I mean, that's <laughs> why they have to have a lawsuit to work out how much the damages. Is. Yeah, that's how, that's how that works. But they are the the lawsuit is based on you know the discrimination laws it's not really it's weird because it seems like it seems like they want to have the like the actual trial or the main part of this trial be about like discrimination laws as in like equal pay and that kind of stuff and like but they've just like shoved in the abuse bit just to make it look worse like they they don't seem Oh, as well, you reckon legit- these two things should have been split out? Well, I don't know if it has to be split out, but it it does sort of feel like they were that the that they feel like, or maybe maybe they just feel like they have a better chance of winning a lawsuit based on the discrimination laws in regards of like pay and hiring and stuff, and not worrying so much about the abuse because that's way harder to prove. Like yeah, you, can, okay. you can definitely look and, at and then, records and, and see how much people were paid, <laughs> but I, you can't really get first-hand accounts of all the terrible stuff I, that I, happened. I see what you mean. So, like, well, unless it's more of a more of a case of the state of maybe this is the the case, the only case the state of California is allowed to make, and these the sexual allegations and that side of it. Is, are those actually personal cases that need to be raised by? Well, that's the other thing about the lawsuit is that it's it's. The like the the defendants that they've called or whatever they do in lawsuits is like it's the company and ten unspecified people, but it's mm. not it's not ten anonymous people. It's ten people who we haven't decided who these people are yet. Oh, so they're like, not, it's they, not like they're not unnamed. No, it's they need to do the discovery phase of the lawsuit where they actually get the information to find out who the people they should be suing are. Essentially, interesting. <laughs> so maybe that's part of it maybe they maybe they maybe they're bringing in they're bringing the lawsuit on the discrimination laws part but if they happen to have this abuse side that they can then focus down on specific people maybe that would work then but who knows yeah, who well, knows how law fucking works yeah i'm with you there 
how do video game companies keep getting themselves into this situation? Is it like, I mean, we know how it happens. It was the 80s. Well, these are the, uh, and then all these companies were formed. I mean, and a, then those people continued to be at the top of these companies for the past I mean, 30 I, years. I'm not, I mean, yeah, okay. The top, the top doesn't help at all. I agree with that statement, but it's like, it's not just them, right? The whole company culture has to be coming from the people they hire as well. And I'm like, are we getting to the situation where the whole awful people that play online games, right? <laughs> are, well, this is Activision we're talking about. <laughs> who, are, who are talented enough to be game developers, that it's the same people who do those awful things and say those awful things online are actually the developers in these big-ass companies. And it's like, so the whole thing is actually like, well, we're allowed to do this stuff because we're amongst our peers and douchebags well i mean it's like yes, is, 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 is that probably what's true yeah your, your racist 12 year old is now working for blizzard i mean you could argue that it's actually in this in, in, from that perspective it's actually slightly less bad that it happened at activision blizzard than it did at ubisoft <laughs> because as rob just surmised the activision like People who might want to work there, you can Im- imagine that. Yeah, they probably of, all came from Call of the Duty. The Call of Duty yeah. people coming in. That's ridiculous generalizations, of course, but. Oh, yeah, hugely, but. <laughs> you can equally just turn around and say something terrible about Ubisoft being French. <laughs> <laughs> it's just what we do. <laughs> oh, dear. Anyway, I don't think we should dwell on that much longer. No, it's, it's horrendous because we barely managed to form thoughts about it. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's I mean that's the problem of anything like this, right? Um, and we're already running pretty long. Yep. Um, I'm surprised these companies managed to hire any women at all. I mean, I mean, yeah. Why would you want to join? Well, they don't, don't know, know before they join. <laughs> that's the problem. Yeah, but you kind of suspect. I I don't know. I don't know. Maybe they, maybe, to... maybe people believe the, the thing that we always hope to believe, where it's the twelve-year-old shouting over mics, grow up to be normal people. Mm. <laughs> but sometimes mm. they don't. Yeah, yeah. That's news. Yeah. Lighten the mood, Dan. Have you seen that like Playdate console thing? That looks cool. Oh, well, the one with the wind-up handle. Yeah. Yeah, it's just launched, I think, with the... Yeah, it's got the... Uh, yeah, it's sold, like, 20,000 of them or something on its... Yeah. Which is, I think, the, the the full stock they were offering. Yeah, I think it looks kind of cool. And they've, and it's got little... Well, not little dock, <laughs> right? Which is way bigger than the thing itself to make it look like a giant, like, CRT thing when it's not, obviously, which it clips onto, which is pretty cool. With with a pen holder. Yeah. <laughs> And it's like it's got like a, se- a whole season of games on there. I mean, what, yeah. What, how Obviously. exactly does it work? Is it like is it is is it a monochrome screen or is it a color yeah. screen? It's... No, it's monochrome, but it's like relatively nice, you know, good decent resolution on it, even though it's monochrome or whatever. So it's like a really fancy modern game and watch, I guess. Game Boy, but it's I guess. With what, yeah, well, I guess. Yeah, with Wi-Fi and everything, so it, it gets you know over the air updates and new games being delivered. I think you buy it and you get like the season of games with it or whatever. Hmm. So the, you get new games delivered. So, and is, stuff. so is that I think it's got a game by like because the, they've invited people to come to make little games for it, and I think Lucas Pope is doing one. Hmm. So is that its model then? That like it's that? that it's effectively a, 
a subscription service or that you and you get access to this library game or do you buy seasons as you said and a bit like yeah. uh, battle pass i want a battle pass again not please. sure what happens after the first one because i think you buy the device and then you're entitled to the games as they're released but i don't know after a certain point what the model is whether you then sign up for something yeah but yeah it, Alice, it is literally just a one-off it's like these are the games we're done well, I mean, let's be yeah. honest, weird video game console adjacent things tend to be a one-off just by default. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> They don't actually yeah. succeed and won't, then they go away. Won't take off as a platform necessarily. <laughs> yeah, it just kind of cool, seemed like quite a cool, quite a neat bit of fun. Like the hardware looks quite good. It, apparently they work with the people who made that like uh, that cr- that crazy expensive OP1 synthesizer thing. Oh, um, Teenage something or other yeah 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 those guys um which is kind of cool um sort of curious about that thing it's not super cheap but obviously i think based on that given it's like a basically a a very fancy toy um but i don't know and and also apparently you can use it to i don't know quite what the sdk is but it's relatively easy to make your own games for it somehow Mm. Which might end up being the most interesting part of it, I guess, if people start making games for it. Well, it might be. I mean, maybe it's a good educational device. Yeah. And it's got a crank. And it's got a crank. I wonder how how much you have to crank it. What what is the crank to time ratio? So, oh, yeah, but it's not a crank for that purpose, which is what I originally thought. Oh, so it's not actually power like that radio. No, it's just, it's an input method. It's an for the games. games. So yeah, many fishing exactly. games. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's like a. I thought it would be a crank for the power, but it's not. It's a crank for like controlling stuff in the games. Fish on. Like a really weird analog control. I mean, it should have been a crank for the power. If you're going with this monochrome screen, for that that's kind yeah. of, seems to be going inherently low power, right? And, and yeah, kinetic, well, I kinetic think buttons yeah. as well, maybe. Put those in for good measure. Yeah, I don't know if they are. Um, but yeah. Sort of interested in, in the play date. See, I think I'm um, not sure I like its name. That, that David was trying to uh, trying to buy one, so I, we'll see if he succeeds <laughs> from that first twenty thousand. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure. I'm not sure an interplay date is a name though. That's a bit. Yeah, I mean it's very yeah, yeah. like small child. Like well, it also kind of implies like multiplayer <laughs> almost. Well, kind of, yeah. But like you'd want two of them being together. Yeah, like a. Like a couch cart. The the where's my link cables? Where's my GBA link cables? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, the one thing about it is it's yellow, which looks really cool. But you need to be able to get it in BMO green because <laughs> it basically <laughs> looks like BMO, especially when you uh, put the uh, put it in the dock. Um, What's the yeah. dock? Is the dock just for charging, or does it like have video out? I think it's got, uh, it's got uh, a Bluetooth speaker in it, the dock. Oh, um, um, but not much else. I don't. I don't. There's no video out. I don't think. Hmm. Uh, it's just. It's just, and it just kind of just looks cool. <laughs> I think that's the, the main purpose of the. Whole yeah, it does look neat. <laughs> yeah, it looks a little bit like yeah. a um, like a well-made, like one of those well-made hacks of an old console that's been like re- yeah. re- rebuilt. Because they made it's the people that made like published like Untitled Goose Game and and Firewatch and stuff like that. 
cool. Yeah. So sort of vague, surprisingly interested in, in in this weird little thing. Anyway. Right. Is that all the news? Have we got any other news? That's all I've got. It, it? It's time for what you've been playing. Um, it's not much time for what you've been playing. No. Well, what have you been playing, Zach? Well, I guess there's not much to go over because there's not been anything new. I went back to some old stuff again. Like, I went back to two things that have been updated that I briefly want to talk about because I went back to Oxygen Not Included, not the DLC because I still haven't got to that yet because as we originally predicted about the Clay DLC model is like, it's basically alpha. It's like the it's like the DLC is also um, early access, mm. essentially. So they're right, still not right. done with that yet. So I've got into that. So I've been I just went back to play the base game again because also as predicted, some stuff has sort of leaked backwards from the DLC into the base game. Oh, I see. So yeah. there have been like some adjustments. Weirdly, considering the state of the base game, weirdly several adjustments that just make it harder. <laughs> Which I'm not against, of course, but, you know, that game didn't really need to be any harder in some ways. The main one is that they changed, or you could argue fixed, the way, like, food rotting works. Because before, it was way too easy to just make a little hole in the ground, let that hole fill up with carbon dioxide, and then chuck your food in there, because carbon dioxide hmm. is a sterile environment, and then the food never goes off. <laughs> that was the easy way to solve food storage. But now they've made it so the atmosphere only counts for like part of the decay and then the temperature counts for the other half. So if you want to... Now there's actually a reason to build the actual refrigerators. Right. Because <laughs> you can put the food in there and then it gets refrigerated and that reduces the decay some more. Although even that doesn't fully prevent it. Like if you want to permanently prevent decay and have go back to the way it was essentially, you now have to deep freeze, which means... You have to get below 18 degrees, which you don't get out of the refrigerated building. So you have to, you know, do that the real way, build an actual room and do some kind of cooling solution physically in the world, not mm. as a building. <laughs> so, you know, it gives you another excuse to build another cooling loop. Not that that is that interesting at this point, I guess, because that's all you do in that game is just build cooling loops, essentially. Mm. And then the other main thing that's changed again, which makes everything very slightly harder, is that they also, I guess you could say, fixed that now different gas environments actually matter. Like, if you go, if you walk into an environment of pure chlorine, what a surprise, it hurts your eyes. <laughs> <laughs> so now they actually know the duplicates actually care about the gas environments. Okay. Although yeah. it doesn't really do that much. It just gives them a, like a, a slight debuff to like athletics, which is basically just how fast they move. Mm. It doesn't really even affect their capabilities of doing stuff. It's just how fast they move. So they could be in a chlorine environment and doing a thing, and that's fine. Yeah. They just can't leave that room. Yeah, they just quickly. can't leave as fast. <laughs> it's a bit weird in that way. But yeah, and I don't know. I feel like they, they maybe could have diversified that effect slightly because there's basically only that one effect. Oh, I see. And it applies to several different kinds of gas, like chlorine and hydrogen. And mm. I don't think I've seen any other ones do it yet, but I assume it's, it's like sour gas and... It's effectively more the absence of oxygen is what they're trying to... Is the, is the thing they've simulated. No, because it's, you know, it's meant to be the 
actual chemical burns essentially because you know they're still fine in carbon dioxide mm. apart from not being able to breathe obviously but that's the same for all of these gases mm. <laughs> so you can still have perfectly adequately wander around in carbon dioxide and then to go with that they another thing that's been backported from the dlc is they've introduced a sort of a lower tiered version of the atmo suits where instead of it's just a face mask so it just gives you oxygen but it doesn't protect you from the environment so those are useful if you want to, say, go down the bottom of your base where it's completely full of carbon dioxide and you just need to go down there to do work because then you don't have to keep coming back to breathe, but it won't protect you from going into a chlorine environment or a hot environment or whatever. So it's just like an, an early game version of the Atmo suit that's not quite as expensive. I see, yeah. Which is nice. But also, then you definitely get tempted to be like, well, I could build an Atmo suit dock and have them put on full suits to go to this chlorine environment, or I could just give them the regular breathing mask and they can suffer, but it only affects their athletics, so it doesn't care. <laughs> they'll still live. <laughs> yep, they'll still be fine. So yeah, that's there's been a couple of changes that make things very slightly more difficult, weirdly. But also, I mean, I guess some bug fixes have also been backported. haven't really noticed... I haven't really noticed bug fixes as much as new bugs, of course, because that's how <laughs> right, that's yeah. how it always goes. You don't notice the things that have been fixed. Just weird glitches where, like, if you're building something that's at, like one or two tiles beyond a doorway, they'll walk up to the door, try and walk through the door to open the door, but then they'll realise they're in range to do the thing, so they'll start doing the thing, but then the door will close, and then it sort of cancels their animation, and they just sort of just stand there, but the thing is still getting done. Oh, weird. It just looks really weird and oh. kind of breaks the pathfinding a little bit sometimes, and then they get stuck for a few extra seconds before it, like, works itself out. Don't know what that's about. Hmm. So there's that. And then the other thing that I went back to that has had some updates since the last time I played, I went back to Astroneer. Because I haven't played that since... Well, quite a long time ago, but I hadn't played that since they introduced a sort of a mission structure, or I'd call it almost basically a tutorial, except it's like a full full game tutorial. It's oh, like right, the okay. missions actually tell you how to finish the game. Right, it's, guide, it's guiding for <laughs> you every, every step of the way. Yes, which is kind of nice, but also in the opposite of Oxygen Not Included, maybe makes it too easy now, mm. because a lot of the mission rewards just give you free stuff. And one of the common mission rewards that appears like multiple times through that whole chain of missions is like the mini RTG, which is just like free power. Because no normally you build like, you know, tiny wind and solar and then eventually you'd upgrade to medium wind mm. and solar and all that stuff. And you're spending your resources to build these things. Or you just complete these missions, get the mini RTGs, which are don't rely on, well, sun or wind because it's an RTG. They just make power. And you, then you just have those and that's... What, what is an RTG? Radio thermo isotope generator. It's like, it's real life tech, but it's just like, it's an infinite power source that doesn't use any fuel, essentially. <laughs> but minuscule amounts of power. Yeah, it's only like one energy unit or whatever it's called in that case. That's what they use to power space probes. Yeah, space probes. And the, and the, and the Curiosity rover is... Yeah. What's the what's the latest one as well? What's it called? The um, Perseverance. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. They they both use RTGs, I think, instead of solar panels, <laughs> because that was a bit of a problem with the previous ones where they keep getting kept getting dust, dust on. Yes. <laughs> definitely the environment for it. But yeah, they give you the, they give you tons of these little mini RTGs, and it just feels like I like at the start of the game, I barely 
well, I basically didn't build any small sized wind or solar power. I just basically used the RTGs until I got into medium. And even then I barely built any of those either because, well, I guess because I'm sort of experienced with the game, I know how to not use that much power <laughs> and just like run everything on low, lower power settings and just prioritize what I need. Be, make a beeline for the stuff that I actually want and through the tech tree and that kind of stuff. But it also, it's a weird thing because they, they, they give you these little, like, tiny power sources, which are really good for, for example, fitting to a buggy because the buggies only have small slots to fit mm. things. So you fit one of these little mini power sources on it and it makes the buggy essentially, you know, have infinite power. Whereas before you'd have like, you'd put like a tiny solar panel on there or something. And then every time it got dark, you'd be screwed or a little wind turbine and you'd have to wait for the wind to pick up. <laughs> so it just kind of makes everything much easier by negating some awkwardness that you'd normally have from the actual environmental power sources that you'd usually be using. Right. <laughs> or you'd burn actual fuel, like mm. burning organics or carbon if you have the bigger generator. But yeah, and also the other thing that makes it much easier is if the if the mission rewards aren't giving you actual physical items, sometimes it's just unlocking the schematics like in the tech tree for for other things, and that's saving you a whole ton of research points essentially. Right, I see. Or making you waste a whole ton of research points if you're going for those items in the tree and then well, they unlock. Yeah, that was I once I started to see that in the in the mission structure, I was like, yeah, I probably need to not get ahead of where it is like you can sort of get a feel for how the mission structure is unlocking the different when it does unlock a blueprint you're like oh we're at that point in the tech tree so i should, probably shouldn't unlock anything much Beyond higher it, than that yeah. just in case yeah 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 <laughs> i mean that that kind of sucks honestly as a structure i mean but... maybe it's smart and maybe if you'd already unlocked the thing it would just give you points instead points. yeah that would be better or it's like clearly marked that this research item this is a story this is a mission driven item yeah you can't research it normally no i don't think they do there is there are two things which are also new since i've last played in the tech tree that are only unlocked by missions so you can't actually unlock them mm. using resource research points but that's not the same as things that are unlocked by both ways sure it's, it's tricky right because i guess they want to appease people that play it the old way and don't want this yeah mission structure so you, they've got to be unlockable both ways i guess but I mean, the mission structure is so like you know, it's so much of a nothing. Mm. You just turn them on and then periodically go back to base and get free stuff. <laughs> <laughs> you barely have. What to... did I complete today? I mean, you do occasionally have to. Is well, it like is it like going back in um, Deep Rock and like being like, oh, what perk points did I get today? Yeah, kind of. You you don't have to turn anything in. You sometimes have to craft specific items. But then you're going to use those anyway, so sure, <laughs> you might as well. Hot potato. And then the two actually new things that I mentioned there that were unlocked in the tech tree are basically even more ridiculous, like ease of use. But they're sort of intentionally slightly difficult to get through the mission structure, where you have to go to these specific plans and do specific things and make specific materials. But you get a hoverboard which is basically just like, you know, you go really fast on the land, mm. which is... And then sink in the water? <laughs> well, there's no water. <laughs> okay. But, like, you... you um, 
it you it's attached to your backpack so it uses your internal battery on the backpack to power it so if you're next to your tether line that usually just gives you oxygen the tether line can also transmit power hmm. so if you're next to a tether line on the hoverboard it's basically infinite and free but as soon as you disconnect from the tether line it drains your batteries super quick unless you're carrying extra batteries but then again, this is the problem with it making it too simple. You put one of those mini RTGs in your backpack. Now you've got infinite power for the right. hoverboard. Right, I see. And then, then sort of more intentionally, once you get to the actual late game and you get the mini oxygenator that makes oxygen separately, you attach mini oxygenator, hoverboard, and two mini RTGs to power it. Now you don't even have to be a tethered, tethered to anything ever because <laughs> you've got infinite oxygen, you've got infinite power, and you've got hoverboard so you can just fly around the map wherever going. you want. Oxygen fully included. Yeah. I mean, that, that seems kind of intentional. That that's how that gets to the end game. That's sure. your freedom. I mean, the, I mean, yeah, it makes sense that that comes later. Yeah. The, the mini oxygenator is definitely like the last sort of peak of that tech tree, essentially. And then the other new unlock is a, is, well, a plane, basically, a VTOL that you can fly around because before everything was only ground based. But that's not really super useful, I don't think. Unless you're all flying around looking for specific items on the surface. Because the other thing that they've, that I think they've changed, but I'm not 100% certain, is I think they've dramatically reduced the amount of wreckage that spawns. Because before, you used to be able to just walk around your home base at the start of the game and scavenge like five or ten mini wind and solar powers right mm. from the start, just from the wrecked platforms that were all over the place. But now that the wreckage seems much rarer. Is that tough? perhaps force you into the missions a bit more. Yeah, it seems like they just... Because it was way too easy just to get all the free stuff hmm. with with almost no trouble. No effort, yeah. So yeah, that's actually it. I still haven't actually finished it, and I probably really should. I mean, now now you can, because it's very it's even more guided. <laughs> well, I mean, I already knew what I was doing. I just... it's. You, you saw the end in sight, and you were like, yeah, I don't need to do that, and I'm going to do it. Well, it's just kind <laughs> of... it's The end game is kind of tedious because you have to go to the core of every planet oh but now you've got a hoverboard <laughs> well sure but that's that only helps so much actually because the hoverboards aren't that good at the ground because everything's too lumpy and there's right, a bunch right. of shit to run into but like going to the core of every planet is it's just kind of tedious because all you do is like you fly to the planet you you unpack your mining rover essentially you angle down 45 degrees and you just dig <laughs> mm. then you go into the core of the planet you turn it on and then you go to space and you yeah. do that for you all the that, eight yeah. planets. Uh, yeah, that's easiest. <laughs> so I've done all but one of them. So I'll, I'll probably will just finish it. The hoverboard discussion reminded me of... I, I've never quite worked out if it was a terrible game or just... Mm, yeah, I'm not sure. But anyway, the Back to the Future 2 video yeah. game from that I used to play on the Amiga... And uh, like the opening level was like hoverboarding around the streets. Yep. But it ended in the bit from the film where Marty is going over some water. <laughs> and he sinks in. Yeah, but I never quite figured out what the trick was to that. Because you're, you're like, you die immediately if you sink in the water. But it was like, what I couldn't... <laughs> some some button maneuver you weren't doing. Yeah, there was something you were supposed to do to not sink. <laughs> so while I got through it a few times, it seemed like a, it seemed like a crapshoot as to whether or not I succeeded that bit or not. Weird. I don't know if it was just like I have to keep moving or but because the that that whole section of the game is like an auto scroller so you're always moving anyway. Mm. <laughs> yeah, it was it was it was weird. That whole game was weird because it was like hoverboard section and then I think a slide puzzle and then <laughs> and then a a 2D beat em up for a bit 
and then some other puzzle, and then more hoverboarding, and that was it. That was the whole game. Oh yeah, and one more game I just remembered that I went back to very much more briefly. I went back to Wizard Wizard of Legend. Oh, cool! Right. Coincidentally, there was also a patch for it not long after I started to play it again. <laughs> Weirdly, I mean, I started playing it again because I'd seen part of a speed run. It like games done quick. Yeah, games done quick. So oh. I saw I saw part of a speed run, but then I was like, well, I can't watch this whole speed run because I've never finished the game, so I can't spoil myself for the actual <laughs> end. Right. Yeah. So I went back and played around a bit in that and actually tried out some different magic combos. I was like, maybe I should try and get out of my the one setup that I like. So I tried I basically went through all the different things I had unlocked and was like, can I make a better one? And I was like, well, apparently not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> apparently apparently my intuition about what worked really good was correct. Still works real good. <laughs> but is, I, so is that patch updated? much then or this the most recent patch that happened after i started playing again yeah. is just like a few extra magic cards essentially oh, okay so yeah. a few extra attack types mm. but the one before that that i also hadn't played was they introduced the lightning level oh i thought we played it when that had been added but we, we never had saw but it. we didn't see it yeah so we, we i basically that was the last time i played it mm, so i okay. never i never had seen the lightning level or the uh, lightning boss i see yeah that game struck like that game seemed cool, but it struck me as a little bit light, like content wise. It, it, it didn't feel as strong as say a Gungeon. Well, or, no. I it, mean, I mean, it's hard to beat a Gungeon in fairness, but <laughs> yes. I mean, the idea of rebuilding the magics differently, making different setups, is good in theory. But like, as I said, when when I could perceive what worked well right at the start and just narrowed it down and got to a set that worked. Admittedly, I haven't unlocked most of the stuff because I was saving up the stupid Chaos Gems for that get 999 achievement. Right. So I never bought the cards, so sure, I didn't have yeah, that yeah, much yeah. to choose from. So maybe I can easily just go and buy a bunch and make some new shit now. But And also there's a whole tier of magic that you don't get until you finish the game, the Chaos tier of magic. So I've never seen any of them either. Hmm. So yes, I mean it, it. It is a much simpler, and you know the enemy variety is obviously way lower than something like Gungeon. Sure. So it's a much simpler game, but I definitely feel like I could get a few more runs in on that. I'm feeling like you've just sort of reminded me that Rogue Galaxy, not Rogue Galaxy. What's the one we gave the game of the year to? Rogue Legacy. Rogue Legacy. <laughs> Rogue Legacy. <laughs> the other a C ending uh, title. Um, yeah, no, I, I feel like there's not much hype around Rogue Legacy 2 since, well, it, I mean, since I, it came into early access. I and, mean, I think as we kind of said at the time, it's like they went too... Too they, early. They went too early, and early accessing a roguelike game is just not really a great idea. I mean, it's worked will, for a few. People will play those bits of content too hard, yeah. and then it doesn't fit into the whole structure as I well. Mean, it's, it's worked for a few, like Dead Cells released without having a full... A full length, um, sure experience. Although available. considering how much they changed themselves, like sure, that maybe maybe what was there at the start is not even there at all at this point. I mean, maybe, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I've seen the occasional bit of new, you know, patch news about r- the progress of Rogue Legacy Two, but I, you know, I'm just not paying attention deliberately. No, it's like, I-, I only want to hear about that when it's done because. <laughs> I mean, I, I think about my time in like similar roguelike games 
since then, and I'm I sort of think back to how much I liked Rogue Legacy, and I'm surprised <laughs> if you know, like, like well, it's because it was like a really early one. Yeah, you hadn't been jaded by it. <laughs> yeah, you may be right because like because now I'm worried like that I that I'll go into Rogue Legacy two and just not have that same experience, and it will little feel a little off <laughs> just because I'm not that. Just because, yeah, just because like roguelikes I've played since haven't really gelled with me as a thing I want to keep doing over and over and over. Yeah, maybe. I mean, if as as I say about all roguelikes, if you make the random factor as extreme as you possibly can, I'm kind of all for it. Like, they, they, for, for me, I want them to be as random as possible. And like, also don't make it take, like, an, over an hour. <laughs> yeah, and make the runs short. <laughs> I mean, not that Rogue Legacy couldn't take it well over an hour to do a full oh, clear. A full clear, yeah. <laughs> so that's that. That's me. Rob, talk about something quick. <laughs> talk about something fast. All right, what we got? Uh, I'm still playing Horizon. Zero Dawn. Uh, it seemed like you were getting towards the end. Apparently not. <laughs> um, I have no idea how far through that thing I am, really. I'm like, I'm, I'm 40 hours in and I'm still bouncing. The last few quests it's had me do have made me bounce from corner of the map to corner of the map, like opposite corners. So I've started using the fast travel system. <laughs> um, I've got to that point. Um, and I'll be honest with you, I'm having a better time with it now. And I think that's just through leveling rather than anything else. Like I'm not, I'm, I'm not sure my opinions on that game have necessarily improved, but just traversing the world isn't nearly as troublesome now. Um, uh, you, you know, like there, there are certain things. There are definitely some big enemies I still avoid. I still can't take down a stormbird, and I still can't take down a thunderjaw. I just, just cannot do it. Um, uh, and there was a corrupt rock breaker that was chasing me at one point and i'm like i i can't fight you i haven't fought the regular one <laughs> so there's the right so i'm just i'm just running um uh but it was was kind of neat going back into the starting area and then just like not having any trouble at all <laughs> with it you know that all oh, uh, right yeah yeah that uh, um because you're only as, as i said before you're not you're, you are you're gaining skills but you're not necessarily gaining power um naturally like you're gaining modifications which will give you buffs to things and those modifications like you keep the good ones right so you're always improving yeah. your weapons slowly so i guess you are kind of leveling your power as well but i'm sort of reaching the point where i'm more comfortable getting into big ass fights um and i think there's like i wouldn't say big ass fights as in when you're getting swarmed by enemies that's still a pain in the ass um because there's just no real way of dealing with that hmm. um uh, but I've been in bigger fights and they've been more interesting and more more reasonable. I think part of it is like, because I invested in things like you can double the size of your medicine pouch. So, so basically the amount of health I've got is way larger than it used to be. <laughs> um, so I can survive most encounters, not so bad. But then you have to go on a mass forage to be like, I need more medicine. Give me all the medicine plants. How many plants you got? I'm having them. I'm doing the Red Dead thing where I'm stopping for it, stopping every time. Um, yeah. But not quite for the same reason. Not quite for the same <laughs> not reason. Not for collecting these forever in a storage box somewhere. <laughs> no, no, no. These are, these, this is legitimately to keep me alive. You actually need these. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you need to um, farm some... Uh, yeah, and I upgraded a couple of the, the critical hit 
I upgraded the critical hit thing because that was that seemed to be my primary primary way of downing things was to stun enemies and then just run up to them and stab them in the face with the critical. So making that stronger um, has helped me uh, take things out faster. Um, and I've also just kind of shied away from doing most more of the side stuff. So I'm I'm trying to mainline it more um, to an extent. Because I think that was my problem. I think I was trying to do too much side stuff too early. Um, and I'm, I'm in a better position now to do some of that stuff, but like, because I went back to one of the bandit caps, camps I really struggled with towards the start of the game and just kind of walked it. I didn't really... I did it much worse. I was My approach wasn't nearly as stealthy or as cool or as dodgy. I just sort of wandered in there, accidentally got spotted, and then got into a massive fight and was just like, well, yeah, I can do that now. <laughs> um uh so there which i don't know is better is better or worse really it's just like yeah I'm, I'm i'm having an easier time with the game i'm not sure i'm having a better time if that makes sense um i've gone and done more of the tall necks and i've gone and done a couple more of the cauldrons after realizing that i was attempting the hardest one first <laughs> um yeah so i don't know uh, i mean i I think it's outstaying its welcome, personally. I what, as I said, forty hours right. on the clock, and I, I I don't know what much much more enjoyment I have to have from it at this point. I've seen all the enemies, and I haven't even touched the DLC yet, because um, I've got that. I've got the Frozen Wilds expansion, and I'm 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 contemplating whether I want to dive into that or even how long that is, honestly, because it's in a it's a little area off the off one segment of the map that I can see. And so it's not a, a huge portion of the of, of, of the map as a whole, but it is a portion. Um, I also think it's slightly odd that they made an expansion about the frozen wilds, and it's like the level actually kind of... or The, the world kind of already has a snowy bit. Yes. So it's not like they right. added a biome for for the DLC. It's like... Because it already had... It already has yeah. some frozen stuff. <laughs> They've added some enemies, and I think there's um, a tribe that you barely interact with that is more... Uh, part of the DLC, um, but yeah, that's that's primarily what I'm plowing on with. Um, I spent some time, and you're gonna say you're gonna look at me with the confused face. I, I, I played some Mud Runners. That's yeah, not that confusing, is it? The sort of spin-off from Spin Tires. Yeah. Um, oh, I didn't know about that one. It's uh, so spin-off. <laughs> spin-off, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So crappy Russian trucks in incredibly yeah. muddy environments trying to deliver lumber. That's uh, spin tires though, isn't it? Is this the it, same? It's pretty much the same. Something happened like with that development. Like spin tires split oh. or got bought in some way and the developers went off and made their own thing because spin tires got bought by someone else. But some something happened there. Because there's like spin tires, there's mud runners, I think snow runners is coming, which I think is like a sequel to mud runners, but might actually be more to do with I don't know. It's it's a bit messy. Mm. Um But uh yeah, but Mud Runners is the game I played. Um and it it's that game. Uh and it's, I, I, I don't know how I feel about this game because it's like, <laughs> like, like there are elements of it that are decidedly pretty cool, right? The d- terrain deformation effects are nice. The mm. way water works is nice. Uh, and the way it's just like visually, uh, the way it like 
builds up around your stuff as you're fording a stream and like it, it, it sort of and the way it comes off the wheels and stuff it's like there's a lot of there's actually a reasonable amount of detail work in in how that stuff functions um um but then equally it's a weird russian game kind of thing like the the, the, yeah, the sort of eastern european like the, the quality level isn't there in all places it's like the uh, some of the texture work is really bad like like just like low super low quality um mm. uh, uh i mean it's not a brand brand new game i'm not expecting it to be triple a but but yeah you could have you could have improved some of this it's like the game was clearly not designed for anything above 1080p for instance like a lot of the menu graphics and things are fuzzy as mm. um uh it's and I think if you were trying to play this on your own, it may be the most tedious thing you could do with your time. Like, you know, driving around, you drive incredibly slowly to a thing. Oh, I've got stuck. Right, now I need to switch to another vehicle, drive incredibly slowly to the place where the, my thing has got stuck and winch it out and then That's trade crazy. back to the other thing and then drive incredibly slowly to where I need to be. That's basically um, the same as Euro Truck Simulator, though. Kind of, yeah. But it was a multiplayer experience. Well, yes, yeah, that what, helps. Which is what I was doing. <coughs> in a, in, there was four of us, um, two of I which knew what, they, knew what they were doing and two of us didn't. Um, uh, in, in that setting, it was kind of a lot more interesting because we could get the job done quicker. <laughs> if you see what I mean. You could split roles up at the start, which was kind of... So I'd, I ended up driving a scout jeep out to try and like claim the watch points and unlock the map um, until I blew it up um, <laughs> and then had to get rescued. <laughs> so that, there was that in the meantime the others would go and build the first garage so we could equip our trucks with what we needed to actually get the job done and then like they'd go and place the they, they basically did most we like basically i got the grunt work <laughs> I'd, be, I'd be moving the lumber and just trundling around in the big ass incredibly slow things and they would set up all the important stuff like oh we need uh, the cranes here we need the 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 tractors here to pull us through streams we need the uh, fuel tankers here um so, so we can refuel on the way uh, and stuff like that. Um, I mean, that helped a great deal because there were plenty of moments where where it went bad, and that like that's where that game you can go through like a good period of time where things are going well, and then it starts to get dull, and then something will go bad, and it's hilarious. <laughs> like, just some, yeah. there's something about the. I mean, it's not even bad in a particularly interesting to describe way. It's like I'm just casually going across a stream and suddenly there's a bit of ground that's deeper than you think on one side of your truck and the whole thing tips over and you lose your load and there's just there's just logs floating downstream and you're like, ugh. <laughs> that's that's going to take us forever to, like, okay, someone's not going to have to come rescue me first. <laughs> Uh, and then, and then it's going like to take Death Stranding without the BTS. <laughs> kind of, yeah. That's <laughs> no, that's, I mean, that's not, not really. that's not far from it. It's like someone's <laughs> going to have to come rescue me, and then we're going to have to go back and load this thing up again, and it's going to take me ages to get back there to load up this thing. It's a pretty stupid experience, but it, it, one I'm kind of glad to have done maybe once. I don't, I don't know how much. <laughs> So how did you find these take? expert players to to play with? Oh, it's just my crazy Cambridge lot. You know, they they will <laughs> the try one, the ones who will play Transport Tycoon, for example, and yeah. Robin to that as well. They have utterly. Oh, I, see. I mean, frankly, they. I mean, I think Zach, Zach's taste with the factory games is a little out of my comfort zone most of the time. But these these guys have some odd. <laughs> they have some esoteric likes. I mean, I totally would play one of those run, 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 runners of spin tires i did originally think about getting the spin tires when it first came out well it's currently on offer on epic for right, like yeah. for like three pounds so uh if you want in we can do that <laughs> i think it, i think it only has a max of four 
um, for a session. But <laughs> I'm sure it would die if you tried to attach too many flares. <laughs> I mean, it's got okay. The multiplayer has some things that are, I think that could be improved and would be easy wins, right? So you can only in you can see where everyone's trucks are, but they are faded to grey when they're not in control. So then they're not. You can't park them in the way, for instance, and just leave them in the way. You right. can just switch to another vehicle, and then they become non-existent. I think is kind of kind of crappy. Um, you can only take control of your own trucks as well. You can't like share trucks around and shit. So you can't like divvy out the workload that way, which I think kind of sucks as well. Mm. Um, but there's also like little detail work here and there. Like you can't hear the you can't even hear the engines of other people. of other trucks. Right. Yeah. Um, is this the kind of thing that you that you could get mods for? Is there a mod? I re- I kind of hope so. <laughs> I mean, we're and we're playing it on Epic, so I don't know how good the mod support is there. Mm. Um, Although because, this, because this, a couple of them have real problems with the Steam Store for some reason. I mean, um, this this kind of game definitely feels like the kind of game where it wouldn't even be like Steam Workshop or anything. It would just be like download mods for a website and jam them in a folder. Probably, somewhere. yeah. <laughs> But yeah, I bet I bet if someone did do that work, it would be it would be pretty a lot better because the interface is weird in spots as well. It's kind of finicky to navigate, and there are spot like if someone else loads your lorry with logs, you they they remain in a faded out form until you ask to claim them. Right. So you can load up your truck, and the physics will work. They'll all end up in your truck as long as you've got that truck active. So someone's loading my truck, and in the meantime, my driver is falling asleep, literally, like animating himself falling asleep while someone else is loading me. Um, and then, and then you have, yeah, you have to go to each individual log and say, "Can I have that, please?" And then you go, "Yes." And then you go to the next log, "Can I have that, please?" Yes. And then once you've got enough claimed logs, you can click on one of the logs and say, "Bind it," and then it will turn it into a billion logs that are bound on the back of yours. So it's saving you from like having to do every single log, I guess. And well, in, and presumably drastically simplifying the physics model. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> Because even when you lose your load, that turns into like four logs, <laughs> like, rather than however many you had. Um, again, probably a bit of a shame. It would be great if all of the logs were there. Um, uh, yeah, this is it's, it's really silly. It's it's like the the physics are pretty unbelievable. Because like I sit there, you can't I, like there are spot there are place times where you're like just like none of these cars would be this bad. <laughs> Well, it is Russia we're talking about, but they wouldn't be this <laughs> bad. Like even on, like even when, when a tiny incline is making, like the smallest of inclines is making your vehicle like utterly uncontrollable. <laughs> it's like it's it's super exaggerated, and they even give you a little larder to drive around on the road. Like you can't, <laughs> nice. you can't drive it in the mud, but there are there are paved bits, and you drive it, and that thing it gets up to twenty miles per hour in fifth gear, <laughs> and is <laughs> and is uncontrollable. It's all over the place. <laughs> it's a really stupid thing but it's yeah and it, it, i mean it, it, i was up far too late playing it was one of those where it, like, it, it got to like 1am and we're sitting there going like but we're so close mm. and i'm like all right fine let's get this let's get this job done let's get this level completed so i like yeah i had a full load i'm driving around and then it, it dawned on me that i'd taken a wrong turn at one point and was going up a and that's like that's fine. It looks like there's a fairly clear route up here that I can get back onto the main road. Little did I know that that that, that the mud on that particular bit was the kind of mud where the, the, I was just sinking into it. But it didn't look. It looked like fairly normal ass dirt rather than mud. 
if you see what I mean. Mm. So it's like I had no idea what I was getting into. Um, uh, yeah, so I got stuck. <laughs> um, so so then uh, someone came up, comes up with the, the with, with a tractor to try and save me, and the first thing they do is winch me to the and tip me. <laughs> So it's like I'm sat there. I've spent all this time getting to this incorrect location, only to be winched and tipped over immediately. So we ended up, we ended up starting again. I'm like, I, I, guys, I, I probably need to bail from this. And they're like, but we're so close. And it's like, we were so close 15 minutes ago. Now I've got to do this again. It's a stupid thing. I finished What the Golf. Okay. <laughs> I haven't got a segue for that. <laughs> well, the golf was good fun all the way through. And the uh, sports DLC is pretty hilarious. Uh, free DLC as well. Just a free add-on. What does that um, add? Sports. Yeah, sports. <laughs> it's, it's got it's it's sort of basically an Olympic themed section. Um and it's and it and it's pretty dumb. <laughs> they released it like ages ago, like before the Olympics came out. I guess they were working on it before it got delayed, maybe, but like Um yeah, that, that was what the golf is great. Pretty stupid. Uh, I guess that's pretty much it, really. Not been doing a huge, huge amount else. Cool, yeah. Not, not. To, I mean, the odd derg, a couple of derg runs. Not that many, and, though. No, and I've been trying to crank out some of the uh, some some Rocket League in the extra modes and the in like in, as a sort of in between game. When I know something something else is going to come up fairly shortly, I'll try and jump into league for some hoops or something. Yeah, I need to get into the extra modes because that's just all I. Those are the only things I need to do to get the season rewards. I guess. Right. Yeah, I'm pretty close to getting all the season rewards now. But um, uh, actually, I need to do the other thing. Like, I think the, the easiest one I've got left to do is play with Zach, mm, and then yeah. and then that will earn the last one I need. I think. But I'm some way off on the level Levels. target. Yeah. Mm. I've got I've got to the end of the uh, seventy, but if I want to earn all my credits back, I've got some work to do. Yeah, but you've and, still got and not a lot of time. Week, yeah, not a lot of time. <laughs> Two weeks, not quite. A uh, little demanding. <laughs> I'm the one who plays loads of Rocket League, not Rob. <laughs> uh, yeah, that would do me. You still Breath cool. of the Wilding? Yeah, playing some Breath of the Wild. Yeah, it's definitely true. Like, you know, my favorite probably genre roughly is open world games. Like, you know, I like Red Dead and GTA and all those all those things and even Assassin's Creed and stuff. But it is definitely true that like Nintendo, you know, or even Skyrim or something like that. But like, Nintendo took that idea and were like, they Nintendoed the, it. <laughs> they Nintendoed it, yeah, in a way that, like, because um, watching a video the other day saying that, like, the thing about often the thing in, like, GTA is, like, yeah, you've got this massive world to explore, but, like, there's just a couple of, like, blinking icons on the map where you actually, where the game actually is, mm. you know? Yeah, uh, I see what you which mean. Which is kind of true. Like, you can do side missions you know a few side missions but ultimately you need to get back to the the main quest line uh, yeah and, and, like, and a great deal of it is really just set dressing yeah exactly it's like you can go over there but and it's it's cool that it exists and it's detailed and stuff but there's nothing to actually 
I don't know. Whereas you're like, just going with, with, there. With, it's like it's like dri- it's like driving there. to the shops. It's like the important part is yeah. home and the shops. The bit in the middle is yeah. the interesting bit. It, I mean, it's nice scenery, but anyway. But the thing about Breath of the Wild is like you can go any direction at any time, and it's the right direction to go, <laughs> right? Like there's something that's going to advance you in the game mm, yeah. in that in whichever way direction you go. And you, it is true that you eventually have to get back to the main quest, but you can do the main quest sections in any order and like they're not that there isn't that much it's like you it's mostly like there's side quests which you can find all over the place including in stables and things but and then there's the shrines right which are just dotted all over the place mm. and like if you explore if you just set off and around if you if someone gives you a quest like you have to defeat this divine beast and you just turn around and go the opposite direction you're still going to advance the, you, yeah you could be like oh fine i'll go the other way <laughs> uh, and uh, that's still legitimately a way to progress in the game it's not just faffing around it's like everything you do in any direction like matters and advances you towards the you know the, the goal of the game advances uh, you towards is... 900 korok seeds <laughs> exactly <laughs> no matter exactly. which direction you go there'll always be a korok <laughs> exactly and and i just think that's just so cool like um like they're obviously trying to encourage you kind of to do the zora's domain stuff first because it's just, just to give you a, an idea of like where you know what to do um so i have you know i am at that point uh but like i'm also like oh i want to you know get you know get a bunch of other um map towers completed so that i know like which way i can head now and maybe do things in a different order this time around yeah but it's just the fact that you can just sort of look over there and be like oh there's a thing over there and then just go over there and it's gonna matter whereas that happened in other open world games like there's a thing over there and you go over there and it's like well this is the same as where i came from (laughs) pretty much every landscape feature you can find has something it vaguely interesting interesting or or important about it i I mean to a point there are are things like obviously that's true of the shrines right where the shrines are obviously the most obvious interesting thing yeah and the koroks are the I guess in some respect, actually, the other most interesting thing because there, there's a lot of different variants of those, and yeah. they're kind of little world puzzles sometimes. And yeah, 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 yeah. Th- those are quite cool. Even the shrines are sometimes world puzzles. Occasionally. Sure. Occasionally, yeah. or but but then sometimes they're just like moblin camps or like not a lot. In yeah, them, or, yeah, yeah. Uh, That's true. Or you'll stumble upon like, oh, this is one of those many many mini boss that boss encounters that are kind of all the same. Yeah, and it's. Um, that's true. I mean, I mean, those, those, I, those I, are kind I, of the weak points in the design, right? If they had m- more mini bosses or more of those encounters were, yeah, because there's the then then there's, there'd, there'd be something to them. But there's a few. That, I mean, mini bosses that, that it's not too bad variety because there's like oh, I can't remember them. That yeah, there's like the stone talus things. There's the big um, stompy guys. What are they called? They're easy. Lightnings. Um, uh, no, oh, no, and then there's Lionels. <laughs> yeah. Who are the who are the the big you know, one-eyed oh, guys? Hinoxes. Yeah. Hinoxes. <laughs> Lionels are hardcore. Obviously, are they easy? Maybe. I don't well, know. sometimes they're crushed. easy if you get used okay. to. Also, well, I can't deal because it introduces you to a Lionel like, uh, right, like early, early on, yeah, yeah. and like yeah, with the electric arrows, and I'm like, I can't. I don't know. I could I, try and take this down by avoiding damage, but like it would take so break all my weapons on this thing to I get, found to, that to really get it down difficult. to half damage. I, yeah. I yeah. think I, I think I did it, but like that was 
properly tricky at that yeah, point so, in the game. And it's it's not trying to get you to do it. It's trying to get you to stealth around and steal all the arrows or whatever, which is fine. But kind like, of. If you see it. Like, kind of, yeah. I thought it was trying to encourage you to actually fight it. But. I mean, it's not really kind of encouraging you either way. The trouble is that, like, the game... Well, I mean, I, the game does technically have stealth mechanics, but it's not really, like, super obvious. No. <laughs> Like you have that little noise meter, and you can have these different bits of armor, which you probably won't have at that point in the game, that give you different stealth abilities. But like, it's not really stealth. <laughs> no, but I mean, it's easy enough to collect enough of the shock arrows, which is what the actual goal is. I mean, you could probably um, without fighting you it, could probably collect enough of the shock arrows without even being stealth by just like running around like an idiot. <laughs> as long as yeah, you kept yeah, moving, you, you could probably get away with it. Yeah, the key thing is to keep moving with that because the shock arrows are going to get you from afar, right? Yeah. So, uh, with that guy, because um, uh, he just shoots them into the sky and they just home in on you, yeah. right? <laughs> Basically, uh, and have enough area of effect that you can't really run away from those because it's wet. Damn you, wet. wet. Mm. Yeah, because because of the divine beast thing. So anyway, but yeah, it's cool. I'm um, running around getting the bits of the finding the bits of the zora armor and all that stuff and but also i've gone a little bit like wandered um west a little bit you know to, uh, at least over the bridge towards the the rito village and found the second fairy fountain and stuff just because i was just happened to be on that side of the map and i just happened to like do the tower and then be like oh i'm gonna go that way um, well that tower and, does you know, give you a convenient direct line to that fairy fountain mm. <laughs> it's nice yeah, well, oh, oh, yeah, that's the tower that's right next to it. Yeah, but I, I, I'd done the one on the, um, oh, the uh, middle one, the lightning, the middle area. one. Yeah, the one with the lake. Yeah, with the lightning creatures. I was like, I remember that being really annoying. Yeah, because it's got those um, <laughs> because of lightning and water uh, again. <laughs> yeah, it's got like the lightning water, the lightning lizalfos, uh, and also lightning the, wizards, the the wizards, the uh, things, wizard robes, um, wizard robe things, which are pain in the neck. But I managed to just hit them with normal arrows enough to clear a path to the tower this time round without having to faff around with rubber trousers <laughs> which i remember having doing the previous time around uh, i think i left that quite late that that you know getting that section of the map last time around because i found that really irritating trying to get out there yeah but I that probably is one of the time. more annoying ones yeah um so and there's that. definitely no stealth. That's the trouble as well. There's no way to no. sneak up on any of those guys because it's no, the can't. middle of the lake. Hmm. Yeah, you, can't I mean, you can. And you can. You can sort of, if you like, build a Cronus block and grab onto the back of it, so you're behind the block. You could like very right. slowly stealth up by like jumping off the top of the block, lay another block, jump onto the back <laughs> of that block, Genius. and then keep yourself yeah. hidden. <laughs> Well, what I didn't realize was the whiz rope things can actually float infinitely high. Yeah. So they can follow yeah. you up the tower, which is really annoying. Um, uh, uh, but yeah, I managed to get up to the top of that one. And that one, of course, has got the guy who like challenges you to how far you can fly. Yep. And, like there's just so much cool stuff all over the map. Like I ran into the, you know, the shield um, surfing. Uh, surfing guys and like, it's just so cool. Oh, it's the, yeah, it's the, such the a good game. surfing guys are cool. I like that bit. Yeah. I wish shield surfing and was something like a more... I don't know, like a more usable mechanic in that game than it ended up being. Yeah, well, you need it up in the snow area, don't yeah. you? Sure. Or something yeah. like that. Is that right? Yeah. Well, I mean, there's, there's the brace. Like yes, that. the other shield yeah. surfing segment. Yeah. Yeah. But it's like, uh, it's because you don't want to waste your shield durability, so you're, yeah, never going exactly. to do it. you're never going to do it where it's not snow or sand. Yeah. Because for some reason, yeah. sand doesn't wear down durability. 
for some reason. Which you think it would be like super. The exact opposite. Like sandpaper, basically. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I think like. I don't mind the variety of the mini bosses. I, I would actually prefer a, a couple more or another enemy normal monster type. Yeah, I, think would be uh, nice. I mean that too. Uh, and, um, and, and, and also like the 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 um the fight music is just too repetitive. It's like, <laughs> sure. Uh, uh, like the music's really good, isn't it? It's just like you're you're spending a lot of time in that game, and it could do with a a couple more. Like there's some there's some good like like individual themes like for that like for that i mean it's classic zelda but like for that uh um you know how far can you glide there's a special there's a tune for that or whatever mm. and it's like you need a little you just hear that enemy encounter music too much in my view uh but yeah yeah the sort of uh i wouldn't say detuned but the sort of, sort of the, the angry strings <laughs> the angry, the, the yeah, just discomforting yeah. strings. Yeah, but yeah, what a what a classic, <laughs> and uh, yeah, really good. So I'm playing that, and uh, I also was playing some Dirt Rally Two. Sweet, because I got uh, that uh, Game of the Year edition on on sale on the PlayStation Store. Nice. Check it out, and and uh, I stuck it in. With my TV, it, it, it works quite nicely with like in in car view, you know, with the full. Because I, uh, I, I never really play. played that view before. I, I mean, I yeah. struggle playing like simulation races from the external view now. Like, it's just not right. I mean, it took me a while. Well, I, well I, you I, actually I, drive a car. So well, yeah, <laughs> but, uh, it's true. But uh, but, but like, I've been playing sim games in cockpit for a while, like yeah. that, just because, like, I don't know. There's a. I think you feel the immediacy of when the car is actually turning more than you do from like a, a slightly wobbly, wavy rear cam, right? Yeah, because like, I always used to play like bumper cam or like not even bumper. Oh, I mean, but, bumper cam's um, fine as well because it's kind of you're still mounted to the car, right? It's the it's the. I w- I never played like behind in the rally game. I always played like bonnet cam or bumper cam. Oh, yeah, bonnet cam's um, decent as well. Yeah, but because I was like in car, like it looks cool, but it I like. You can't see anything. <laughs> felt like it was obscuring my view. Oh, I see. Actually, so you're only just started, started playing yeah. full cockpit. You mean? Yeah, full cockpit. Ah, yeah, see. yeah. So that's what's new. And uh, I was like, oh, this is actually not too bad. See, I like, sort of I can don't, see. Don't mind that. I sort of play from that. Yeah, I, I play bonnet cam most of the time. I think when I play dirt rally, because yeah. just because I've got a, like when I'm playing it, normally I have my wheel. Right, I'm playing yeah. it with and the then, wheel, so it's like there's something yeah. odd about me having a wheel in front of me, and then having and the cockpit the also yeah. having a wheel well, in front of me. You didn't turn on the option that turns off the in-game. Oh no, wheel. I did. No, I've, I did that as well, but like <laughs> yeah. uh, I did that eventually, just because the the sync between the wheel and what you're doing isn't yeah right, isn't right, so it's, yeah. um, or lags or. Yeah, the animation there isn't quite right. So yeah, I definitely. I mean, I'm grateful they put that option in. They improved that no end, but most games yeah. don't have that option. <laughs> So yeah, giving that a go. I mean, it's dirt rally. Uh, I, I quite like the um, the um, the the courses so far. Um, it's not as good looking as it used to be. I don't know. I don't know. Not that it was like amazing. I think certain dirt games in the past have been like pretty pretty nice looking. Yeah. And then by the time of dirt rally, it was like, well, that's not the focus necessarily, but it happens to look good because we've got a nice engine. Yeah. But now it's kind of well, it's a little bit long in the teeth now, but uh, it looks fine. Um, but it's not. It's still not really the point. It's just like the Argentina rocks, are like not looking quite as nice as your sure. Forza Horizon rocks, let's say. Uh, um, but 
yeah and and of course i you start out in uh well you know it gave me the option of various types of cars but i was like yeah i'll start with the front wheel drive you know crappy crappiest car yeah. so sure. whatever and, and work up so but, that's fine and you know it's good I've been i'm not very been, i've sort of been meaning because I don't, I don't think i played dirt rally at all with a controller because presumably that's how you know. I guess that's how. Yeah, that's playing. how I'm playing. I mean, yeah, I because yeah. I'm I'm, I think you I'm did, a filthy casual. I think you did one time in the video we made. Oh right, yeah, I guess. No, <laughs> yeah, when we first played when we it, first played, yeah, the early access. Yeah, maybe you're right. Um, but yeah, I've not gone back to it. It's like, and a bit of me's like, well, maybe I just should. Maybe I should try that because I, I I don't think I played Forts of Four with a controller at all either. I think I did all of that with a wheel, and it's like, well, maybe I should get what the actual experiences that most people have with this thing yeah but dirt rally wasn't really designed for that dirt rally was designed for wheels almost i know i sort of have the mm. problem like because like i i think when i play forza for instance it's like a bit of me thinks oh this actually is easier with a controller for some reason mm. than it is doing it with a wheel but i'm not i'm not i don't find it as interesting playing it that way mm. it's not as fun but but a bit of me thinks it is easier, and like dirt rally was hard enough. <laughs> like, you know, playing it with a wheel. But like... I'm not sure playing it with a controller would make it easier. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I honestly have no idea. I mean, uh, yeah, I well, I haven't played with a wheel for a while. I don't think I really. I don't think that's really going to happen again. I haven't really got space to put. I don't know where I'd put a wheel <laughs> if, if if I had one when I wasn't using it. Um, uh, but you know, it's very immediate using the, uh, the controller. It's just it's not the same. It's, you don't get the same fine grained input, I suppose. But like, I think uh, I'm going to have the same problem I have with this, which is n not really the the game. But every single one of these games, the the pace notes are absolutely fine until one until point on one of the courses, like <laughs> where you just go flying off and I can yeah. never remember where that point is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's fine. You don't have to memorize it because you've got the pace notes apart from the two points in the whole rally where it's completely wrong and you just go, wee. Or, or worse, <laughs> totally, worse, yeah, where they're yeah. not necessarily wrong, they're just late or something like that. And you hear them like far too late for the turn you're supposed to be making. It's like, oh God. Yeah, I mean, sometimes did they because what version of, like did dirt rally 2 the version you're playing i guess must have all the stuff from dirt rally 1 in it as well all of it but however much they actually got around to releasing yeah. it right yeah because because the, the notes were got a lot of dlc the notes were i think they were definitely problematic in dirt rally 1 for that same reason but also because the 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 pacing of the pace notes seemed to vary by course um, by, right, the, yeah. by the rally you're doing, like so, like the timing of them seemed different depending on which which rally you were doing. Even though they had that little adjustment thing to be like, do you want them earlier or later? It's like even that, it's just there wasn't a consistency yeah. there. Yeah, um, so that didn't actually work that tuning because you could tune it like later and it would be fine most of the time. You'd kind of have to remember what your be... your tuning settings were for each individual rally and go and change it every yeah. time if you wanted it to do. You know, you know, you wanted it to do it precisely. And like I was just kind of wondering if that was still an issue in the Dirt Rally 2 content because they didn't early access Dirt Rally 2, right? It all came out at once. Yeah. Um, which was, yeah, Dirt Rally 1, that was hugely early access, right? They only released, that was very piecemeal how that came out. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I wonder if they fixed all that in 2. So it's just, so it's just the odd one that's off. <laughs> the pace notes seem good 
enough so far, at least on the Dirt Rally 2 content that I've played, which is all the news, you know, because that's I've only just started. But um, yeah, one thing is when they say caution, the, mm. which is like the blanket term for like, uh, these notes don't quite like they they're accurate but like there's something something else you weird about this part yeah uh yeah uh which is good that they say that obviously it's good but like the you kind of need to learn the track when they at least the parts where they say caution because sometimes you could be slowing down for no reason and then losing time and sometimes you really need to slow down when mm. they say caution double caution yeah. big jump yeah double caution yeah <laughs> exactly Sometimes it's like the hardest part. Well, I used to find this in Dirt Rally One. It's like it's probably I don't know if this is true in real rally. Presumably it is. It's like the hardest part is the straight bits because trying oh, yeah. to keep when it you on get the your, track when yeah, you're going absolutely. really fast. Absolutely, when so you get your, get your speed up in Dirt Rally, it's terrifying. <laughs> yeah, it's terrifying. Yeah, I, I I much prefer lots of turns because when it's when, that's, you know there are some bits and yeah. I feel like that's probably one area that using a wheel does help with, like. Because you can Probably. make those more precise, you can feel and you can it, feel yeah. it on yeah. the feedback. You can, you can maintain that slightly better, I think, on a wheel probably. Yeah, and and the way the audio suddenly gets very whooshy <laughs> as well. You can hear hear more. Like, it's not just the engine anymore. There is actually like some sort of wind effect, I think, that plays as well. And it like yeah, it feels it feels dangerous. Are they really that unstable on a? I guess I'm. I'm I've got the old I mean, cars at the moment. But, yeah, I, I've always wondered that. Suspension. I mean, I've wondered that about the simulation of most games, right? There's like, it's like how how would that would it really be this uncontrollable at times? Yeah, because um, I don't know what like I don't know if Codemasters ever or Dirt Rally like ever moved to the full four wheel physics model, or if it was still working on the central pivot pivot um, mm. physics model that they always used to have. Um, I never quite figured that out. I mean, I, I never felt like they're, um, my, you know, I've said this many times, I think, but like the, the whole vertical physics of like, Dirt Rally always felt off Well, to like me. we said, that was what we, one of the things they fixed in Dirt 2 or tried to fix. Right. Like, it's way better, for sure. But I don't know how that affects, like, you know, the actual wheel physics attached to that car. <laughs> like, when you flip and it rolls, it feels much better in Dirt 2 in a realism way right yeah whether that's actually having any effect on the wheel physics or whether that's just like a completely separate system almost that just turns on because a lot of games like very obviously turn down the gravity to make jumps feel cool mm. right and like a rally i don't know like a simulation rally game is not where you want that effect and uh the the, no. the, the problem the problem with dirt rally one is that you felt grounded until you didn't Right, you, you you felt really good on the yeah. track until until you had even the slightest amount of vertical movement. Then suddenly you were vertical or rolling or something very suddenly. There didn't seem to be any like middle ground effect. Um, so it was hard to it was really hard to gauge as a result. And you know, Dirt Rally Five suffers from that as well. Honestly, like there wasn't much rolling in Dirt Rally Five, like because it's super um, Dirt Five. You're right. Yes, Dirt Five, not Dirt, <laughs> dirt Rally five. five. Yeah, yeah. Um, Wait until in, 2030. Yeah, There's, there isn't much verticality in like in the roll department in 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 Dirt Five at all. But like jumps and stuff are like exaggerated. Yeah. There's like there's there's very little gravity going on there, and it's like I'm a bit of me just every time it's just like don't do that. <laughs> give give me realistic gravity, please. It's just supposed to be a sim. Well, well okay, not Dirt, quite Dirt, so much. Dirt, Dirt 5 <laughs> isn't, but you know. It's kind of it's one of the problems that Art of Rally 
has i mean i know that's a very different thing mm. and it's got in it but it is sort of going for a sim angle in how it handles but it has extremely low gravity <laughs> yeah i should give that uh we're gonna do we should do a video on that at some point i guess yeah we probably should i think that was probably a good idea it's, it's had an yeah. update recently as well so like i should check in because like last time they did an update it was a whole full new rally so it's a whole new environment so i should i should check in with that So yeah, I'm glad I have a good copy of this because this is kind of, you know, this game will last for for years. You know, oh, yeah. <laughs> it doesn't. Those games don't really go out of date, really. And no, it's definitely something I'd, I'd return to. Yeah, I don't think there's going to be a Dirt Rally three anytime soon. I don't, not that. I well, we'll see what EA, I guess has EA to say just that. bought it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I'm glad the Dirt Rally exists and it, and that it did split it out from from Dirt and well, it I hear just the, a, like. Even if yeah. I hear the most recent WRC games, like the mm. last two, haven't been that bad. Like they yeah. upped their game significantly as to making making sim rallies. Um, because the one, the last one of those, I because I, I did play one of those and I thought it was kind of shonky, like in a sort of Colin McRae yeah. two kind of way, like out of t- right, Colin McRae right. two out of time kind of way. Um, yeah, but no, it, 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 I think over the last last few years, like they may have changed studio or something. Who was who was making the uh, the licensed mm. WRC games, and as a result, they've got pretty decent now. And of course, they have all the official licensing, which kind of helps. Um, so yeah, even even if Dirt Rally Two doesn't doesn't or Dirt Rally Three doesn't emerge, there may still be hope for the rally genre. Uh, well, Richard Bird's Rally 2. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <let's go. laughs> That's what I want. Let's go. <laughs> right. Well, I think that's all I've been playing. Yeah. So that's kind of a podcast. Um, thank you for joining us. Kind uh, of a podcast. That's like 150% <laughs> of a podcast. Somewhat sure of a podcast. Is. And uh, uh, we've got some videos uh, coming up. Uh, we've got some more freelancer going on. That, and, that went uh, up to. That's already gone up. That's today. Like, yeah. So there you go. Check out check out the latest installment of the freelancer saga, fully browned. <laughs> well, after that, we get less. Brown. After that, <laughs> yeah, there's, 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 there is a bit less brown this episode. Right, it's going. It's going. Uh, it's going all. There's a l- space is pink. Uh, Japanesey. There's yeah, a there's a lot more mission pink. commission. <laughs> um, and uh, well, what other videos have we got coming up? Just a radio. Just a radio. So look up. <laughs> look forward to that one, and we'll catch you in a couple of weeks for another Salacast. Goodbye. <laughs>